Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Duckies and Dargons. My name is Mayhem, and as always, I'm going to be your DM for this fabulous evening. Before we get into the recap of last session, just want to do a quick little bit of housekeeping and uh, talk a little bit about a couple of a couple of topics, as well as set a very important announcement for the next two sessions minimum. So, let's start from the very beginning, a very good place to start. I actually forget, who was it that said that? Was it Julie Andrews? I know it's from... It is Julie Andrews. I am surprised that I got that right. I am giving myself a gold star for that. that that's, that's impressive by my standards. So, uh... I done lost my train of thought. ADD brain went too hard there and I just lost it completely. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, number one on the agenda, ladies and gentlemen, is that the next two sessions minimum, it could potentially be three. We don't know yet, uh, but it's definitely for the next two sessions. The next two sessions have the potential, and I'll stress that word very, 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 very harshly, potential to carry distress trigger warnings and content warnings and listener discretion is definitely advised there's going to be a lot of emotive talk here there's going to be a lot of uh hearkening back to memories and some of it may or may not be uh difficult to listen to depending on obviously individual irl experiences so please if there comes a point during the next two sessions this one and the one that will be released next week please exercise appropriate self-care if you have to stop listening that is entirely fine we do not judge you for it in fact we applaud you for it emotional damage with disadvantage with disadvantage how's about <laughs> no because i've always got i've got advantage on that shit especially <laughs> when it comes to being against myself so how's about it's just a straight roll so it's going to be 1d100 for emotional damage that's a 74 so i'm dead <laughs> I've only got I've only got sixty hit points. Emotional okay. damage. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I know that we kind of just like made a little bit of comic side of that, but it's it's a very important announcement that I need to make to you guys. I don't make this announcement very often, but when it is necessary, I do make it. So keep that in mind. Second announcement or second little bit of housekeeping is don't forget that we are affiliated with the wonderful team over at OnlyCrits.com. If you're in the market for some TTRPG supplies, some fantastic quality dice sets, both resin and metal, as well as some hollow metal dice, which I have still got my eye on, but haven't got the financial backing to buy myself, then go ahead and use code DUCKY at checkout to save yourself a little bit of money and kick a little bit of commission over to us in the process. And it helps support the podcast and support the, the campaign as a whole. Any money that I generate from the use of code DUCKY at checkout uh, always goes to buying resources for the campaign. So, that's that out of the way. Thank you again to OnlyCrits.com for being amazing. Uh, we're coming up on nearly, and I say nearly because we're about two months away from it, nearly two years being affiliated with these guys, and I just want to say yeah. that it is fucking incredible. Fucking uh, hell. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It still scares me that we managed to get We've affiliated. You've been allowed to be part of your podcast for two years? Christ. Hey, t hey Tony's, Tony's been oh, part of it. been kicked. Tony's <laughs> been part of it for over three. So's, so's, uh, so's Anon. 
Yeah, you, yeah, you're correct. correct. Oh yeah. Um, last little bit of housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. And this one is just an announcement about next week. Next week we are going to be live streaming the session over on my Twitch channel, t- uh, twitch.tv forward slash the Mayhem Vault ninety three. Uh, it's going to be a very special, uh, special session which has the ability and the potential to go on for a longer period of time than what we normally do over here at Duckies. So I will say this ahead of time now to Anon and Zaris. If it comes to the point where we get to our usual ending time of 1 a.m. UK time and we are not done, you are fully within your rights and your abilities to exit the session. Because if we get that far, then I have it played out where your exit has already had a contingency plan added in for it. Uh, obviously because I know Tony's up ridiculously early in the morning for work and it's one o'clock in the morning UK time, uh, Anon will be exhausted. So I just want to give you guys that little bit of a, a heads up. But like I said, this will be our second live streamed episode and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. So that's all the housekeeping and the announcements out of the way. Let's get to a very brief recap. There wasn't in the grand scheme of things, a whole mass amount of stuff that went down last session. We got some answers, though. We got some very important answers containing to a one of the original plot threads that was established at the very beginning of this campaign when Anon and Zaris decided to go for a little stroll and stumble across the Temple of Renewal, home of the gardener, and uh, the goddess Ash, where they decided that they were going to go and do a little bit of research, a little bit of conversational digging, so to speak. And Zaris rolled a ridiculously good uh, religion roll and ended up talking to the goddess Ash himself and got the answers that it was Ash that wrote that note that was sticking out of their chest in episode one when they find themselves in the graveyard after digging their way out of freshly dug graves. So, a big plot point that I know that these guys have been wondering for for several months now as to whether or not they were ever going to get an answer to it. So yes, they did. Uh, Alera drank- well, Zaris and Anon got it. Well, yeah, about that. Alera Alera- went nap-nap. <laughs> yeah, Alera went nap-nap, which is where we're actually going to pick up with... Uh, <laughs> Which is where we're going to pick up with during this session, which the first thing I need Alara to do is roll me a con, is, is roll a con save as you wake up from a your, save, you from your drunken nap nap. I don't know. I'll do my save if I have to. Last. That's a 20. Dirty 20. 20? You got a headache. You got a slight sort of nauseous feeling at the pit of your stomach but it's not a hangover that you've not been able to kick in the kick in the crotch before you know this is so, this is a mere mild inconvenience so Alera looks around the room sees that their her friends aren't there so she goes right down to the bar okay uh, is the uh, young nice lady there uh yeah she's still there she is in the middle of just she's actually just perched on a bar stool on her side of the bar just sipping away at a tankard just 
enjoying some very mellow music that's been played by a small gnomish bard off in the far corner. She's just it's a bit quieter now at this point in the day, so she's just chilling, enjoying the fact that there's no like dinner time rush. Oh, hi. Um Hey there. Uh, I I I I'm I I I I'm sorry uh, for my stay earlier. Um, where did um my friends go? Oh, uh, well, they were they were talking to they were talking to someone for a little while. Um, actually, I think talking is more of a a polite way of putting it. I think interrogating was more of a uh, apt description. It was. It was I, I did hear about that. Yeah, but yeah, it, where it, did it they was, go? Um. I don't quite rightly know. They didn't say. Uh, right, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, just, you've still got the gold that I, the 10 gold I gave you. Or did my friends take that back? I, I can't remember exactly what was going on with that. I wasn't in the best spirits at that point. She taps the coin purse on uh, her left hip and says, yep, I've still got it. Uh, right. Do me a favor. When when they get back, um, I'm I'm just gonna sit like in the corner over there. Um, but when they get back, can you just say where I am and that I want a quick word, and then maybe cook some food when they walk in? Sure. If that's all right, uh, I'll and I will just have uh, what's nice that's not alcoholic and not water. <laughs> um, you see, she turns and she pulls out this. It's like a it, it's like a abnormally large pitcher, but still manageable. It 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 needs two hands to be carried, but it's still manageable. It's got this what looks to be like a like a summer fruits berry fruit cordial inside it. Okay, I will take a couple of glasses of them from myself. And do you have like any really fancy like? Whiskey or, or rum or not not for me, but for my friends when they get back. If you got anything like, I'm, I'm going to do sort of jazz hands. Fancy. Hmm. Fancy. Like if 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 my money's already paid for it, that's fine. I I trust you. Bring it over to them. Just explain what it is to them first. But just when they get back, get just get get some food when you see the. Yeah, get the chef to cook some food when they come back in and then get them a nice drink. And then tell them I'm sitting right over there. She looks at you and says, I'll uh, I'll I'll take a look at what we've got and I'll I'll pick something appropriate. And uh, as for the food, um I'll need to check what the chef's got, but uh, it shouldn't be a bother. I'll 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 just bring it over to you when whenever it's ready. That's fine. Well, not to me because I'm not having it. It's just, it's just, I'm just making food for those two. I'm 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 fine. I I don't think I'd stomach much food after earlier on. But I'll just, just the food and the drinks are for them, and I'll just take the the, the juice. Okay then. But I'm just sitting right over and again there. She looks over at where you're pointing and goes, duly noted. And then so. Alara just goes and sits and she waits because she really wants to. Uh, Tell uh, Anon and Zara something, so she's just sort of without explaining what's going on in her head right now. She's just waiting patiently. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Anon and Zaris, when last we left the session, we saw them roughly halfway between the Temple of Renewal and the the tavern of which they had just uh, left Alara in a drunken stupor. 
And having laid eyes upon the monastery that they've learned now from the local monk that stands guard at the, the beginning of the bridge uh, that leads to it, uh, is home to the archmage that oversees the order of the eyes of creation. Uh, Anon, Zaris, what are you guys doing? Um, you did, you did interact with the, with the, the Goliath that's standing at the foot of the bridge and he was basically telling you that unless you've got papers in order to get in, then the monastery is closed. It's not, it's not open to tourists. Yeah, and I was playing a dumb tourist. Okay, would um... You, would you say that Anon was playing the monkey on the car and the Goliath told the monkey to fuck off? <laughs> oh, I hate the fact you used that. I hate it. Because <laughs> you know what that you know what that means, Zaris. You, you know what that means. But it's still funny. <laughs> monkey on the car. I hate the fact that I do that every single time someone brings it up. Oh god damn. Okay. But seriously, let's hear you. What are you doing? I was following Anon. Okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what I was doing because I was trying to get him to look at my map and telling me where things was. Oh, we were going to go and find an actual map. Like, go and yes. buy one. Yeah, that's what we're going to go do. We're going to go find an actual map and purchase an actual map of the, the area. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tell you what. Go ahead and roll. Roll a survival check. Uh, yeah. Which one of us? Uh, whoever feels most comfortable Eighteen. Oh, I rolled eighteen as well. <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> Winsies. God, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Lara, what do you think? Is it good or bad that they rolled the same thing? First of all, did I hear someone do an uwu impression there? Because I was going to join in. No. <laughs> Twinsies. Hey, um, no, no, we're not. Doing... I don't know. They're both eighteen, so they're both off age at, to drink over yeah, I should, here. I was going um, to say that's legal age. So depending on where you live, drink, Zaris. I was talking about drink. I was talking about drink. I don't know what you're talking about, Zaris. Uh, uh -huh. I would yes. say maybe give it to them. Maybe. Yeah. And also give them the good roll as well. <laughs> okay, so. Zaris and Anon with... <coughs> Sorry. I just decided to say fuck you. You're not going to work right now. Uh, <coughs> with both of your roles being an 18, you guys remember very astutely that there was a... There was a decently sized marketplace at the beginning of the neighborhoods uh, that leads to the Raven's Nest. And it looks as though one of those market stalls was in the business of selling some sort of maybe scrolls or 
cartography scrolls, spell scrolls. You're not entirely sure, but you did see a, uh, a stall that had various piles and bundles of bundled, uh, bunched up scrolls that, you know, it's not too much of a stretch of the imagination to assume that they might dabble in maps. It's on the way back to the tavern, which is a good thing. Okay. So we'll go there. Okay. Yep. You guys walk for about 20, 30 minutes and you stumble into this marketplace and quickly find the stall that is run by this relatively young half-elven female, long sapphire blue hair, a slightly paler than normal complexion, dressed in this white shirt with a sort of like a it's like a billowed shoulder design to it. Sleeves come to it just on uh, just past the elbows before they they seam off, and she's wearing a series of gold bangles on each of her arms, and she is in the process of loading up this small basket for an elderly lady filled with various different supplies: inkwells, quills, bundles upon bundles of parchment, um, what looks to be twine for. Uh, almost like fixing or to act as a makeshift binder for journals. Uh, there's a couple of sheets of leather. There's what looks to be a couple of vials of adhesive as well. Uh, she finishes uh, serving this elderly lady. She takes a payment. She looks to you and she says, Oh, hello. See anything that takes your fancy? Um, good day. Do you have a map of the surrounding area? Uh, I do, actually. Um, are you looking for sort of like a, a generic map showcasing uh, neighborhood divides? Are you looking for something specific? I, I've, I've got maps that are sort of tailored to specific needs. Um, one that shows where each of the um, different religious um, churches slash temples are, ah, you know. Okay. Um, sure. Just give me, give me one quick second there for. Just give me a second there. She, you see, as she begins rummaging around, uh, in a uh, a particular single stack, it's sort of like a a hand woven basket of uh, different maps. You see, as she's taking map after map after map you see maps of all of the four continents you see uh regional maps you see city maps you see maps of amdel you see maps of uh the ice blade shores you see maps of brackfort and you see maps of venora well, different parts of venora um, anon turns to zaris and goes do, do we have maps at home uh Technically, we do, but not like of each individual area. We have maps like the, we have the world map, and then we have the map for uh, the the capital. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking for a specific document. I will be with y'all in just uno 
fucking more mental. Gives me time to write up this deck list for somebody who's wanting to buy a commander deck from me. Where the hells did I put it? Alright, so one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Sorry, listeners. I completely lost a document that the gang need details from and I'm in the process of just quickly uh, sourcing it as well as trying to make sure that the session doesn't go all to shit because Tabletop has decided to switch music tracks for some reason. Don't you just love it when shit breaks for, like, absolutely no fucking reason? Yes, what? <laughs> uh, okay, share. Download. As a PNG. Would you like to actually download for a fucking change? Thank you. Okay. Um, you see, she rummages around. It only takes her about 30, 45 seconds before she... Uh, she whips out this, uh, sort of like a A3 sized piece of parchment. And at first glance, you notice that it is, uh, it's a regional map. It showcases the entire span of the theocracy. And I'm going <coughs> to upload it into, uh, resources here in Discord. Where did it download to? Are you fucking kidding me? Did it not like it? Hold on. Nope, that's not. Okay. I have it, but it's gone into a folder somewhere and I don't want to spend I, I don't want to take time away from the session looking for it. But she hands you a map um showcasing the locations of each of the seven temples that are located here in the the theocracy. What you also notice is that as well as the the locations being um, pinpointed by like way markers on the map, it shows the borders for like the territories or the uh, the jurisdictions of the of each of the temples where like the neighborhoods go from being um, assigned to the, the matron of ravens to you're now in the district that houses the temple for Tiamat and Asmodeus and the, and, uh, the Deliverer and the Mother, that sort of thing. She looks to you and says, uh, if this suits your needs, then I can quite happily part with it for a single gold. Yes, this will be wonderful. Um, also, do you have a map of the Searing Sands at all? Oh. Oh, hold on a second. Let me double let me double check. I'm pretty sure I do. Um Yeah, let me let me check. You see she dives back into the basket and begins whipping out uh maps. Anything in that southwest corner would be great. You see she whips out several maps and you see parchment just flying through the air, like resting on the ground, uh, spanning like a ten foot radius of the stall. And you see she holds up this A4 sized map and she goes it's interesting that somebody would ask about the Searing Sands because 
it's not the most hospitable of climates, and it's very rarely, well, its cartography is very rarely updated. But then again, when you've got an entire region allocated to desert land, then it doesn't really need that uh, much updating, does it? Uh, here, um, same price as the, the other one. I'll, I'll, I'll part with it for a single gold. Wonderful. And does this, so if, does anyone get to look at the map now? Yes. Right, does it just show the ceiling sands or the other kind of regions round about? I mean, you asked for you asked for a map of the Syrian Sands. That's what you got. Right, okay. Um, uh, I would also. I'm asking about the decaying coast and ethereal divine divide. Okay. Uh, I'll say that it takes her a couple of minutes, but she manages to provide maps for both of those regions. Again, one gold apiece. And I will take all four. Cool. She takes the gold from you and gives you a, a sweet smile and says, Wow, I have to say, it's been a very long time since uh, somebody has asked me for maps for those regions. I'm, please, pardon pardon my asking. I'm kind of curious. What, what's, your, what's your interest in those regions? I'm trying to collect a um, better worldview. Apparently, snow is not just up north. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark, and if I offend you, then I, then I apologize. Let no, me get... no, you haven't offended me. It's just. Let me guess. My, my friend me... here is laughing at me because. Let me guess. My geography is just shit. Let me guess. You've been brought up to believe that snow is only in the north because it's so far above the equator that it just makes sense. Am I right? Well, it's cold. Oh, honey, it gets cold everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you want... It gets cold you, I mean, And as you go south, it gets warmer. I mean, if you want cold, then you go to Arcata. I mean, that that's, that's literally an entire continent of sub-zero temperatures. Isn't that where we've just been? Are you saying that desirous or are you saying that yeah. Yes, we were just there. And that that's not north. You see the map maker no. go, no, my dear, it's 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 south. Yes. You see, this is why I need the maps. I'm well. sorry for my friend. She doesn't get out much. <laughs> she gives a small she, she gives a small giggle and says, Listen, it's it's okay. I'm glad that I could have enlightened and uh, increased the perspective of your friend's geographical knowledge today. And, you know, if that's the highlight of my day, then I will count myself blessed. Thank you. But yes, here. Um, Wait till she finds out that forests can be found east and west. No way! You see, Spoilers! You, you see the cartographer just give you a look of, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> she rolled really bad on her fucking insight roll. <laughs> she looks to you and goes, my dear, where did you think, did you, did you think that forests were geogra geographically exclusive? 
No. Okay. He, she looks desirous and says, Yeah. Doesn't get that much. Starting to see it. <laughs> you're an asshole. A funny one, though. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, so she looks to you and says, Well, if there's anything else I can... If you're, uh, if you're in the market for anything else, please let me know. If not, then uh, have a blessed day. Thank you. Um, I'm alright, Isaris. You want anything? Uh, that's that's all we needed, or to my knowledge. Cool. Well, you know how to read this one, and Anon hands you the one. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of pissed off now because I I made the map like I said I would after the last session, and every single like every single time I download an image, it goes to my downloads folder. But this one, for some fucking reason, has gone somewhere entirely different, and I can't fucking find it. Oh dear. It's annoying! Wait, it didn't go there, did it? See if it went there, I'll be... Nope, it didn't go there. Okay. Anywho, back to the session. Anywho. Mm -hmm. uh, do I need to roll to read the map? Mm, no. I'm not going to insult. Okay. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. Okay. Okay. Uh, so because we can't see the map, what are the all of the churches that are on it? Oh, you're going to make me reopen that goddamn document, aren't you? Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> okay. If I can get my fucking PC the open document so there is a there is a key underneath uh, the, the outline of the theocracy the, the temples are numbered so the temples are as follows you've got the raven's nest which is the temple of the raven queen you've got the, the crucible which is the temple of the conqueror you've got the temple of renewal which is the temple dedicated to ash You've got the Temple of the Nine, which is dedicated to Asmodeus. You've got the Tyrant's Hall, which is dedicated to Tiamath. You've got the Queen's Web, which is dedicated to Loth. And you've got the Serpent's Lair, which is dedicated to the Deceiver. That makes all seven. All right, thank you. But I will... When I, when I eventually find the image, I will post it in the Discord, in the resources thread, and I will number which temple is which. So, map in hand, what are you guys doing? I guess head back to the, the tavern, because yeah. that's all. Okay. You can piece together the route that you took in order to get to the tavern. It doesn't take you too long. It takes you maybe five 10 minutes most but as you walk in through the door uh you hear the, the little metallic bell dinging above the door as it opens and you see the barmaid sort of perk up she stands up and looks across and goes oh hey guys um listen your uh your friend is uh hold on your friend's around here somewhere uh she she said she was going to be looking for you uh she's um She's she's ordered you guys some food and some drinks. 
Uh, she wants you to take a seat, and uh, she'll be right there uh, in, I guess, a couple of minutes. I, I've, I've lost track of her somehow. Okay. Would I not still be sitting down, DM? Yes. 19 on perception to see Alara. Alara, are you trying to be stealthy? Uh, at this, I'm just sitting there, so I'm going to roll perception to see if I can see them. I mean, are you are you keeping watch on the door? Kind of. <laughs> I'll say I'll say that you I'll say that you see them come in, but you, but the the bartender perks up and says what she said beforehand. The reason that she said she can't see you is because I made a roller perception check just to you know spot you, and she fucking failed miserably. Friends, over over here. Uh, I, need, I need to chat with you. Over here. Come on, have a seat. Come yeah, on. You, you see you see the barmaid just sort of perk up and go, <laughs> yeah, um, she's over there. <laughs> Fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> so we will go over there then. Okay, as I see you approaching, she's gonna be like, guys, take a seat, but before, 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 before you scold me, this is just juice. I've I've got the bartender get you some drinks, some of the, the fancy stuff, because I need to say my piece and then I'm gonna leave you some peace. Okay? Cool. So, take a seat. I take a seat, come on. I've already taken a seat. <laughs> so you'd say... Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll ask about your day later on, but you'd say we've... Uh, hold on, uh, DM, for that one, I mean just uh, call it a night on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so in the several months that I've known you both, we've we've helped so many people and accomplished unbelievable things, from working with for Mayor Slain, Tygon, taking down Fangsplitter and Grohl, earning the trust of one of the Dark Kings, meeting Kala, helping a rather unique beholder who strives to be different. Don't know where the fuck he's gone now. We're now agents of the crown, we're in the trust of Canaveras, and we've met a fair few of his family. Well, I know I have, and I know you guys have met some as well. Zaris died, we met his mother in fury, saw his home where the truth was revealed about his upsetting journey. I stupidly met a clone of Loth, we saw a city frozen in time, made a bet with a serpent, and yet we're doing more great things. However, the second blood war approaches, and we are the catalysts. And we have no say in the matter. I believe Lo when she stated this to me. Fate has our paths already laid out. We all have a powerful deity to destroy, blah blah blah. And being so powerful who messes with this plane's very existence and the livelihoods in it. But we have to stop we have to stop trying to one up each other. And I know I'm very guilty of this as well. In order for us to take take them down, we must not fight as friends, nor comrades. Not even as a family. The gods, for whatever reason, up there, have trusted us with, with the task and we will get it done. We will save this realm, but as leaders. And with a clear, rested mind that I have, by the way, thanks for taking me to bed and not making me uh, look stupid, Zars. Well, I'd probably look stupid anyway. I have come to a decision. I'm going to accept this trial. Zaris, I know I jest with mag making fun of you saying magic comes at a price. But now I, I finally think I know what mine is. In order for me to grow, become better as a person, even 
awaken myself more, then I'm going to have to face my past to become the person I need, no, want to be. Before I go do this, though, some facts. <sighs> Little Alera was being hunted, yet she did not know as to why. And she was alone with no family. She was only a child when she performed her first kill. She was too young. And it led her on a very dark path in teenage years. Becoming the murderer slash bounty hunter that you guys know as a disemboweler. Or I've heard stories of. She did unspeakable things. Challenged royalty. Took on any job with any means necessary that still gives that girl nightmares. It's not out of trust or friendship that I tell you this. That, that, that little detail. Up until recently, I didn't know what it was. Why I did things privately around you. Why I swore to go ahead first, not telling you things I was doing. And then I realised. Because I love you. And after all this, I'd like... Wherever this journey takes us, I would like to get to get know you guys properly without all the bullshit and the joking. I do not know what we'll see at this trial. I am unsure what I will face. And I won't lie, I'm shit scared of the unknown. But I know it's going to hurt me a lot. Although you both are allowed to join me in this trial, I will ask something of you. Whoever hurt, painful mentally damaged or any choices I make, maybe if I'm even close to death, please do not interfere with any of it. Let what happens proceed. This is a path I must do alone, but even knowing that you guys are with me in the distance, even if you're not saying anything or just, just generally behind me, should give me that final push of strength that I will need. I expect this to be brutal. But should I succeed and become my queen's first champion on, on this plane? Then the Alera you guys know will not be here. It'll be who I wanted. It'll be who I always dreamed of being. It'll have a different, a clearer mindset. I'll still be me, but if I pass this, I'm not going to be me at the same time, if that's making any sense. I've... Uh, but I still feel like I'm going to die here. And I do trust my queen. I do trust the Raven Queen and I do trust the Oracle and I've always trusted you guys. I've died twice and I owe my life to my queen. Anyway, that that out of the gutter. Now now that I've told... I, I did tell the bartender to cook you guys some food before you both go to bed and have a drink. So, uh... In the meantime... I'm... You guys have had a... I've had a probably a long day and I'm not going to ask what you've been doing, so I'm going to go and just go for a cigarette, go for a drink, and... <sighs> yeah, it's going to be a long day tomorrow, so you guys have your peace and... 
Yeah, I'll catch. I'll, I'll catch you guys later. And she's right now. She's going out for a cigarette. And ha! I didn't even look at the comments on the roll twenty. But no, that was not the plan. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're uh, we're we're, ta- we're taking bets. <laughs> we're taking bets in roll twenty. Zara's bets ten gold. That Alara cries at the end of the trial. I'm betting no, a. No, she wasn't going to cry at this. Oh, at the end of the trial. At oh. the end of the trial, yeah. <laughs> I'm betting I'm betting a platinum that she cries before the end of the trial and Anon's betting ten gold that Ilara nearly dies. So right now she's not even given a chance for Zarasan to speak. She's just sort of like powered off to go for a cigarette and drink her, her juice and she's just She's basically explained part of her and part of what she's afraid of and trying to say that she actually is the first time she's admitted that she loves those two so she's just yeah she's she's not gonna be like upset or panicking she's just gonna go like straight out for a cigarette before they can even react okay so, so yeah. is lara outside lara's, lara's, gonna, lara's, lara's outside, like having yeah. a cigarette just now drinking her juice yeah okay cool so i looked at Anna and say awkward <laughs> like, like, eat. <laughs> uh i'll say you that bastards. That, that you bastards <laughs> Oh, I'm not even joking. You're bastards. <laughs> come on. Wait, I'm not speaking. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't come. I... It didn't come through clearly, though. That's the only thing. Tough. Fine. Okay then. <laughs> I was trying to give you an opportunity to be heard. <laughs> Fuck me for giving you an opportunity. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Trying to make sure all my players get heard and I'm getting told fuck you. <laughs> okay. Heard that loud and clear, didn't you? Heard that fucking crystal We're clear. We're gonna have an emotional moment here and you guys are ruining it. <laughs> you guys are laughing at the wrong jokes. <laughs> uh, Zyrus and Anon, as Alara stands up to depart, you see the, the bartender comes over with two plates. Uh, she puts them down in front of you and says, okay, so, like I said, uh, your friend paid for, paid for some food, so the chef has whipped you up some uh, garlic roasted pheasant with some mashed potatoes and uh, a nice little uh, pan dripping gravy au jus sort of um, thing. Uh, if there's anything else that you want, uh, just feel free to she give me a little. She forgotten about the drink. Did I fucking finish, Iletta? <laughs> God fucking damn. Uh, the bartender looks at you and says, I'm going to come back with your drinks. Um, I've got a nice uh, 18-year-old dwarven whiskey that uh, your friend has requested. And there is I, there's a choice of either a 20-year-old vintage, vintage Malbec or a 21-year-old vintage Cabernet Sauvignon. I'll take the uh, Cabernet. Anon? Anon? Say? And Anon's amazing to say. What the fuck? Uh, she just goes right. Okay, I'll bring uh, I'll bring a bottle over for both of you and a, gl- uh, a nice uh, a glass as well. So just give me uh, give me a couple seconds. Go ahead and get started on your meal. Like I said, if there's anything else that you want, feel free to let me know. Um, does your I know your friend said that she didn't want any food, but like, do you think she's gonna she's gonna want anything? Yes. Um, a plate for her, please. Cool. Okay. I'll uh I'll go ahead and tell the chef. So Anon, Zyrus, is there anything that you guys would like to do, or are we okay to just go ahead and conclude this day's worth of in-game time? 
So what I would like to do is I would like to do an intricate number of things before the end of the day. And in, in, in fact, I would like to do so much so that it completely finishes this session off uh, by simply just sitting and eating. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your time. Anyway. <clears throat> Elera will remember this. <laughs> the DM will remember this. I <laughs> thought Todd Howard was bad, you're fucked. <laughs> I would have cried if Adon said she remembered this, but anyway. Uh, that's beside the point. Nah, uh, for real though, uh, I would like to finish my meal and I would like to. What else would I like to do? Um. Are we going to be resting until the next day? Because yes. if so, the okay. So the only thing that I really have to do, other than finish the meal, is roll to finish receiving the rest of my charges on my staff, and that will. Uh, oh no! I have to also roll to see if I am blood hungry. Uh, so do you I will still do both of those. My blood vial on you, Zaris. Uh, I do, but I, I. It's still a matter of like. I have to roll for it, and if I roll is. poorly, then... Yeah, right. see, uh, see how bad the hunger is. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and roll for those now, just to get them out of the way. Uh, staff is fully charged, so that's good. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, I need that vial. Uh, so first thing in the morning, I will immediately, it, it's like not so bad that like the vial is not going to cut it, but the vial, I will drink the entire vial. Okay. Uh, and that will satisfy that hunger for the day. And that's it for me. Okay. Uh, go ahead and describe amongst yourselves. You know, how you guys uh, go about waking up in the morning, you know, what's your thoughts? What are you guys doing? Are you immediately going downstairs? Anything like that? Alara's just sitting. And on, she's, she's, on, she's on the table and she's just sort of taking over her weapons. Yeah. She's just sort of thinking about herself. She knows today or whatever is going to be thrown at her is going to probably fucking mentally and physically destroy her, so she's just... blank. Um, Alan joins her with two cups of coffee. Okay. Hilaria doesn't, doesn't notice, she's not focusing the head down looking at weapons. <laughs> I'm literally putting one of them in between your hands. What are you doing? Coffee? Um, okay, thanks, Anon. And she kind of sits down next to her. An Anon spent most of the night studying the map, so she's quite tired. Okay. I meant what I said last night. I meant it. That is... Incredibly sweet of you. I don't know, I... I 
<clears throat> if I succeed at this, Anon, I will not be the same. So I... You were not the same person you were last month, or three months ago, or a year ago. The... I more mean that when the Oracle said, if I succeed, I will shed part of myself, I will lose part of myself, and I don't know why, but in the back of my head, the reason I was drinking overly more than I should have been was because I kept thinking, treating it like a sort of a death. So I felt like I had to even give you some details on my past or that thing about the child murderer. Yeah, that, that that's true. I was a child and a murderer. I... I'm treating this as my death, whatever outcome. No, that's very valid. You are allowed to mourn the part that you're you're losing or have lost. And <laughs> if you honestly expect me to judge you for for what you have done, yeah, that that's not going to happen, hun. I mean. Think of my background. I wasn't very far off of becoming a child murderer myself. Though it wasn't murder, it was sacrifice. I'm just afraid for what you and Zaris will see with me in this thing. I don't know if it's going to be present, future, even my past. I don't know what you guys are going to see if we're even going to see the same thing. I do mean what I said by don't interfere with what happens has to happen, but... I don't want to traumatize you two. I know Zaris has had his whole thing with Fury, with the misunderstanding what happened, with the Deceiver getting involved. I know I've been, I was secret about a lot of my past with you. I'm just, yes, you might not think any different, but I don't want you to be traumatized with what you'll see. Things I don't I think done. I'm going to be more traumatised than I already am. And on the things I have done... I should have been killed. I shouldn't have been resurrected. Twice. For the shit I have done. I despise who I was. I hate every part of them. They're still me, yes, but... Yes, I didn't have a choice, but... I hate that part of me, Anon. And if you guys see that, you're probably going to see every little detail of things I have blocked out in my mind for phew, decades. Okay. I'm, I'm scared of that, what you'll see. That is understandable. <laughs> but you have my word I'm still gonna stand by you I will still have your back and I will still trust you but, um... I care a lot about you Alara a lot a lot more than I, I, I want to admit you care um, about more than I am willing to say out loud. You care about someone that doesn't care about themselves. 
Okay. Sir. Like, as long as you don't go off and kill yourself, then it should be fine. Okay? I've lost one family. I don't particularly want to lose another. Family, I, 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 I still don't. Anyway, then. How do you think, honestly? Because he's not here at the moment and he'd probably beat the shit out of me if he heard me saying this, but. How do you think he's going to take this? If he sees the past. I think he is going to try and take it as logically as he can from a neutral perspective and evaluating every aspect and come to his own conclusion. But I think he'll also be taking into account of who you are now a lot. And maybe it will end up being a good thing because he will understand you a bit, a lot more, and you will both have less fights. I didn't hmm? enjoy fighting with him. Then, just when these new things inside me just evolved, if that's even the word, I. Like, for example, when that other version of me, the, the shadow thing, came out, mm -hmm. it was like that. I remember sort of. You mentioned about a scream or something. I. And then I remember I did a scream after that, and. I haven't screamed like that since I. Since. No. No. I'll tell you that another day. Okay. <sighs> tell me about it when you're ready. If you want to. <sighs> scared on him. That's really very understandable. Scared. This. In, in the words of Zaris, what will be, will be. I'm not going to sing that. Hmm? Not gonna sing that song. Okay. Um what will happen will happen. That's something he says. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not gonna quote him. I I'd pin the Because he does he does go on a lot about fate and everything happens for a reason and it always leads you down this path. Okay, I know I said you guys not to interfere, but I want you to interfere on one condition. Okay. If you see me one second and I turn around and try and kill you the next, do it. Anon, promise me if I turn and actually go to attack you, you'll do it. Okay. And Alara is just sort of staring Anon in her eyes right now. All blinking, just staring, as in the please. If I sort of thing, just like just just do it. If I, you know, 
So, um... Yeah. You... Don't know anymore. Uh, finish your coffee. I'm gonna go and, uh... Finish your coffee? Did you eat your dinner last night? I made sure she gave you a plate. I don't... I never joined you after I left you last night. Yeah, no, but did... Then you were eating breakfast. We go out for my... Smoke food. You're eating breakfast. You're not doing this on an empty stomach. That would be stupid. I'm not saying I wasn't going to eat. I just... No, because I know you. You will go off and do things and you'll go out for a smoke and then you'll do this and you'll check your weapons again and you will forget to eat. You're eating now. Fine. Mm-hmm. You win. I know. I'll go and order it. Uh, you heard from himself this morning, or is Fury out, or what are they smashing? I haven't heard anything. Right, you order food, I'll go check Fury. Okay. Uh, if they need money, uh, I believe you've still got the five I've gold coins money. from the ten that I gave her, so, um... It's fine. I'll, 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 I'll go upstairs and check myself. Alright. Elara, you go and track down Zaris. Zaris, where are you right now? I'd probably be in my room. Alright, uh... Who do you want to roleplay first? Do you want Alan to roleplay or do you want me to roleplay first, DM? I'll just say that, uh... Anon's roleplay is just she goes up and pays a couple of copper for, you know, enough breakfast to feed the three of you. In that case, then give me like two minutes of Zaris, and that sounds really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> they call that two minutes in heaven? What? <laughs> two minutes, two minutes in two, hell. Two, <laughs> minutes of, two minutes is all you need, right, Zaris? <laughs> Alright, so, anyway, Alaris is going to knock on the door. Fury? Or Zaris. <clears throat> it's Zaris, you can come in. About last night. Uh, it was probably a bit much. And I apologize. Uh, and have you had your blood? Uh-huh. Do you need more? Nope. in this trial there's going to be a lot of dark things about my past I'm sure and you may or may not think different of me I wouldn't judge you just my past isn't pretty Zaris it's not and this trial is probably going to show a lot of that so just <laughs> Hopefully, it'll show you more of my past. Just know that I meant what I said last night. Every word. I do care for you guys. A lot. I do love you both. And if I emerge 
victorious in this thing, then I will not be exactly who you see in front of you. I'll be the person I wanted to be, if successful. <coughs> and I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know how exactly I'm going to act at that point. But during this, I, I, I meant what I said by please do not intervene in this trial unless I go and attack you guys. If I'm in front of you one minute and I turn around and try and stab you the next, do what you must. Can I trust you to agree to that, Zaris? Not to intervene in the trial unless I turn and try and kill you? I mean, that was the plan from the start. <laughs> I need you to say it, Zaris. We've had a lot of beef and I've tried to be in the same level as you for so long and I've been thinking the wrong things about you half of the time. I've been assuming the wrong things. This trial is going to change me. And I want, just want to know if... <clears throat> Look, I'm scared Zaris and I just... I'm fed up with the wind-ups that we have. I'm fed up with the beef that we keep going back to every now and then. At the end of this thing, whatever the outcome... Oh, I don't know. I... I'm not going to lie, Zaris, and it's probably going to piss you off quite a bit, but... I still... I know you say you trust me. I believe that when you say you trust me, but for some reason in the fucking far corner of my fucked up mind, I keep thinking that there's part of you that doesn't. And I don't mean to piss you off at that. I don't mean to get you worked up. I don't mean to anger you at that. It's just there's some fucked up thing in the back of my mind. And I don't know if it's just this whole trial thing, if it's the way I've been acting, if it's the events that have been conspiring. If there's anything you don't trust about me, Zaris, now is the time to tell me before this trial. Because if I pass, I'm not going to be the same. So if there's any doubts, anything you don't trust about me, Zaris, now is your time. Because <laughs> if I pass, this Alera dies if I pass. So please, just... If there's doubts, if there's trust issues, then tell me. <clears throat> Treat it as my death. Treat it as if you don't want any regrets or something. Anything. <clears throat> Please. Earth. I'm going to pull out a knife. <clears throat> I want to cut my own hand. Uh, give me a second. They were just watches. Uh, I got lucky on that one, which is one point of damage. 
I'll hand her the knife and tell her to cut her hand. You're making me do what your brother did. Aren't you? Or is there something else to this? No, you had it right. What hand did you cut, Cyrus? My left hand. Then the letter cuts the left hand. Oh, it's left hand. You always meant to shake the right hand, not left hand. Left hand's bad luck. But anyway. <laughs> no, I, well, I, with... with <laughs> There's reasons with I know. Fury, I know. <laughs> Fury cut the right hand, so Zaris cuts the left. No, no that makes sense. So Lara's going to cut the left hand. Actually, no, before she cuts... You're freaking me out, but I'll play along. And she cuts the hand. Goes out for the handshake with the blood dripping. Uh, so I will grab her hand and I'm going to say and look to Alara and say, I swear by my oath to the deity I worship, to my mother and to the other three gods above. I hold no ill will, no mistrust, no doubts, no negativity towards you. And I swear by my life that I will not intervene in the trial that is set before you. Unless provoked. Should I enact. And interfere with the trial set before you without being provoked first. Upon this oath, my life is forfeit. Cyrus. Shake oh. the fucking hand. All right. Station, is Cyrus pissed off when he said that? Or no. Is he just, no. No. Right. Then, right. Alaris, Alaris shakes hand. <clears throat> Except. One right. more thing, though. There's <clears throat> one more. Does your brother have doubts of me still? Oh, he hates you for sure. He likes need, Anon, but he hates you. I need to ask before I go to this thing, why does he hate me? Is it the secrecy or is there another reason? If no. we work together as Cormas and we have a deal, there has to be a reason why he hates me. It's because you remind him of him. How? You're too much alike. So he hates me because I'm similar? Correct. He hates... You're like competition to him. You're like... I'm no competition to Fury. To him, he thinks you are. In his mind, he believes you are competition because you still hold bloodlust, resentment, emotions that he normally feels. And Alara's going to look... Sorry, go on. 
but he hates you because he holds those same feelings and sees you as being competition for something that he strives to be, which is typically murderous, rampaging, bloodlust. Demon spawn. Elera looks Zaris dead in the eyes. Just dead in the eyes. Fury, with you and me, there ain't no competition. You are more powerful. Got better tactics. Better methods. I never, ever saw you as a competition. And if I did, I wouldn't have agreed to your deal. If we're to work together, we need trust. We don't need hatred. You saw what it did to you and my, you and, yeah, me and your brother. You saw the anger. You saw the rage. You know, you know, we're, we're similar, but we're not fucking identical, Fury. And... Like your brother, trust me, I'm going to need you to trust me also. I'm going to need some sort of respect for one another here, Fury. You know what's at stake with this whole deceiver shite. You know that the Blood War 2 is coming. We made a deal that you wouldn't hurt me. Yes, but... I am not to be hated. I am not your enemy, Fury. I never saw you as a rival, I just saw you as an ally. Hence, I wasn't completely petrified of you when I first met you. If there's any, apart from like completely altering myself, there's if there's anything I can do to adjust Fury, then fucking name it. And Elera is just going to let go of Zaris's hand. She's like, you know what, it was, it was too much to ask of Fury. It's too fucking much. Uh, we've ordered, Anna's ordered breakfast in the bar. Um, I'll go down. You two come down when you're ready or whatever. And thanks for trusting me, Zaris. And Alara just leaves the room. Okay. Uh, pause as she leaves, or when she goes away. Yeah. Alright. So, so I'm actually gone at this point, yeah? Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, you're gone. Let me find it. Cyrus, I've not completely fucked things up for you, have I? 23 on religion. Okay. What are you trying to do? So, I called to mother and say... Mother, I need the deal granted and bestowed by you. If I should interfere unless provoked for any reason, whether it be I speak, whether it be I interject through magical means, does not matter. I want the deal enacted. Okay. I'm agreeing to this very, very begrudgingly. 
You're putting me into a corner that I do not like being put into. She needs to know that I do trust her. Are you also she forgetting that you are under, in the loosest possible terms, orders from her deity as well? Yes. So you have forgotten that? No, I haven't forgotten. I know exactly what I am doing. I am making the deal because this will enact a magical bind between the two of us to show her once and for all that my trust, my love, my endearment for her and Anon knows no bounds. Therefore, by seeing and knowing that the bind is there for the events that are about to transpire and know that I will keep my word, she will finally get it out of her head that I don't trust her. God, I forgot how melodramatic you like to be. Well, taking things, you know, taking things to the extreme, son. Well, I understand that, but sometimes just you gotta. Okay, I know extremes have to be taken sometimes, and you feel that this is a prime example of that. <sighs> Fine, I hear you loud and clear. So, with her agreement. Uh, just for visual reference, uh, Alara, you're going to feel it too. This is confirmation of the deal. Okay. I want it, I want it to be to where that, where our, the hand that we use to cut our wrists, the cut heals, but around the wrist, there is now what looks like a tattoo, but it burns your skin as it's being etched into your skin. Now, to be right, but, I think it's a cold burn. Yeah, it's it's like it's very cold to the touch. Uh, but it does it does like it stings. It's it's a it's annoying kind of a sting. So Ella it, takes her hand out and she just sort of like, you know, she fucking did it. Uh, but it looks like like a like a bracelet almost, but in tattoo form. And then the okay. sigil and the sigil uh, on the back of the wrist, right, uh, right below where your hand is at, where your open palm is at, there is the sigil of what would be Zerus's sigil, which is that of uh, the the ice shards. Thank God it's not a crescent moon, eh? Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist! Sorry, I broke the tension, I fucked up there! <laughs> Plot twist, Cyrus is the deceiver, ladies and gentlemen! I'm the BBEG, what? <laughs> so, uh, I just sort of looks at and sees his marks like... He actually did it. Damn it, Cyrus. And she continues to walk down the... The remaining steps to the, okay. to the table with the food. I'll say just that. for clarification, the uh -huh. tattoo will be removed the moment the trial is over. Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah. fine. So I'll say that the rest of the morning, you know, the next hour goes by. You have yourself some breakfast. Alara, you double, triple, quadruple check over your your weapons, your armor, 
everything. One more thing I'd like to add, though, and I don't really don't know if I have any troll religion, but I just want to, in my head, sort of say a very, very quick message, like the three word message to the Raven Queen. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make a roll for it? Just for three words? No. No? I trust you. And that's all Ilara says, and she just tries to drop. She just, she's not really made a connection, but she's not trying to make one either. So she just three words: "I trust you," and that's it. Okay. So, like I said, rest of the morning goes by, uneventful. Ilara's doing multiple, multiple, multiple checks over her equipment. Zaris and Anon, you come down. You have your your breakfast, and you eventually, all three of you, depart heading towards the raven's nest once again it's still early morning so there's not a lot of people walking around the streets and you know having been there the day before that the closer you get to the temple the lesser the footfall of traffic goes as you approach the bridge that leads to the raven's nest you see that gargantuan stone raven flying orbiting around the temple and then perch itself only this time it sits and it's almost as though the head tracks your movements coming along the bridge and watches as the three of you enter the main doors of the temple i'm going to kill the music here because Tavern. Sorry, I, I, I don't realize my mic was muted. Um, as the head was moving and sort of look, tracking uh, us, Ellery sort of briefly stops and just looks up at the the head, or looks at the head, mm -hmm. and just nods. Okay. As a, I am here, kind of thing. As you guys enter into the main temple floor, uh, you notice that Oracle Shatterkai Markran is in the midst of a morning prayer. There are maybe four, five other people occupying prayer mats in the temple just now. There's a couple of clerics that are going about setting out offering bowls ready for the people that may or may not be coming in during the course of the day. But you stand there and it's, it's quiet. It's the first time that you've been in this temple and you can actually hear the footsteps vaguely echoing around, bouncing off the walls. About three or four minutes go by and Oracle Markran finishes her morning prayer, stands, brushes herself down, turns and notices the three of you standing there. And with an inquisitive look of anticipation, intrigue, and curiosity she begins to make her way over to the three of you approaches alara and says i trust that you've had some time to reflect <sighs> macron i'm the best way to come to terms with this to reach my verdict was to treat this as i die it might make no sense but If I, mm. you mentioned about knowledge is power yesterday, essentially, and I mentioned about magic goes comes at a price. 
I feel like in order for me to grow as a person and become the person I I need to no want to be, then my price is to face the past. To face it, accept it, deal with it. And potentially present, potentially future. But I trust in my queen, trust in my friends, people who I never thought trusted me somehow trust me, so with your blessing, permission, I would like to run for the trial. Very if you well. would allow it. Very well. She turns to one of the clerics, you see this roughly seven foot, like, hefty built Loxodon, dressed in clerics robes, adorned with brass and silver uh, bangles on their forearms, this large, um, very ornate sort of pendant necklace combo depicting a large brass raven's head with jade green emerald eyes. Uh, set within the skull. She looks to the locks on and says, Would you be so kind as to take over in my stead? We have a potential champion in our midst. And the queen needs to ensure that the temple remains run appropriately. You see the locks on turn to Oracle Marker and says, Yes, my lady. Turns to Alara and says, Good luck. You have, just you, have the, you have the blessing of all of us with you. That is most appreciated. And you barely know me. I, I appreciate that. Oracle Markram places a hand on your back and begins gently guiding you, as well as Anon and Zyrus, up a series of stone staircases that ascend the different floors here in the Raven's Nest. You keep ascending and ascending until you get to a door that leads out onto the rooftop. Where you stand on a, a rooftop courtyard beneath this gigantic monolithic uh, raven statue that you've seen on your approach. It's at this point that you realize that the top of this temple is a lot higher than you had anticipated as you take a 360 sort of panoramic sweep of perspective out across the, the span of the view in front of you. You can see for miles in every direction. You look behind you and you can see the mountain that houses the Temple of Creation off in the distance. But whereas you look at it from ground level, it looks tiny, but at this elevation, it doesn't seem so far away. You look out in the direction that you came onto the courtyard and you can see the rolling hills and plains and stretches of grassland that acted as potentially the first two days of your, well, the last two days of your journey here. You look off to the sides and you see the mountains, you see a better view of the temples and all their, their miniature societies that are embedded in the stonework of the mountainsides. There's no wind. It's completely quiet up here. Oracle Markrin leads you to the center of the courtyard where there is this circular 
pattern of runes set within the stonework. Uh, Zaris and Anon, I would like one of you, doesn't matter here, I'd like one of you to make a perception check for me as you step up through the door onto the, uh, onto the rooftop. Macron, a question. Of course. Is this, uh, is this going to another plane? Uh, I'll get to you in just a second. Anon, did you roll higher than a 14, or did you roll at all? I was just about to roll. Okay, if you want to go ahead and roll, then that's, that's fine. If you'd rather leave it with what Zyra's got, that's also fine. Okay. 16. So you'll both you'll both see it. You'll both get the same level of detail. So Alara, I'll come back to you in just one very brief second. Um, Zaris and Anon, as you exit through the door onto the, the rooftop courtyard, you take a glance in front of you at the, the the view that is before you, and there's something that catches your eye even higher than that. At cloud level, maybe. 150, maybe 250 feet above the surface of which you're standing on. It's a flicker. A flicker that turns into a ripple and then curves down past the mountainside. Like an arcane barrier that provides this near invisible layer in the, the top of the mountainside and above the overarching region of the Vardorian theocracy. As it piques your interest, you, you let your eyes linger on it for a couple of seconds. And after that small amount of time, you see this significant ripple, almost like a glitch in the, in the arcane barrier. As though there was... As, as though it, 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 it stopped for a fraction of a second before righting itself and restoring back to full power. Eleda, as you... As you utter that question to Oracle Markrin as to whether or not this takes you to another plane, she guides you over into the, the center of the courtyard beneath the very base of the raven statue and says, yes, actually. In order for this trial to take place, this has to be done in a, in a location that is... Of your own making. To an so, extent. So you're saying this plane is my life? Yes and no. There are elements of it that are unique to everyone who undertakes the trial, but the core of where this, tri this trial takes place is already predetermined. This trial takes place in the Shadowfell. Insight or history? Uh, insight. I would say. I'd say history. If you actually, actually, no. Explain what you're. What, explain what you're rolling for. If I've heard that shadow bit before in my life, if I'm familiar with or even heard of the word, or even understand what it could be, because I don't. Uh, I, I top my head. I can't. I don't. I top my head. I don't know if Elaris heard of the shadow fell. 
on the top of my head. If someone one one listener, go ahead. Or, yeah, go ahead and me. go ahead and roll history. History, like in that. History D twenty. That's a fifteen. You've heard of it. You've never been there, but you you have heard of it. The Shadow Fell is the polar opposite to the Material Plane, <laughs> where the Material Plane is balanced, and okay, so a, a, a better way of putting it is. The material plane is a plane of neutral. Neutral. Above it would be the Feywild, and below it would be the Shadowfell. Shadowfell is a dark, corrupted, hazardous environment. It is perfect for Alaris. Then <laughs> it is a it is a rail. It is a plane of existence that is built <laughs> off of negative and antagonistic energies. Whereas the Feywild is beautiful, it is vibrant, it is beautifully chaotic, whereas the, you know, Shadowfell is complete polar opposite of that. And the material plane where you guys are right now sits in that dead neutral middle zone. So this thing is me and isn't like me? Um, tell me, Macron, would... With Zaris and Anon, see what I see. They will be you with, said they cannot be corrupted. They will be there with you, and they will see and experience everything that you witnessed firsthand. I did give them the heads up that I didn't know what exactly I'd see here, so I did start down to be prepared, but I... I worry I scare them, Macron. I have a question. She looks to you and says, yes. Are we able to interact with Alara at all as she's on this journey? Oh, yes. Um, your level of interaction with Alara during her trial will be near identical to how it is here on the material plane. That. There are flip sides to that. Okay. What what are those? Should you succumb to enough <laughs> hazard, enough inflicted injury, enough of the corruption that embeds itself naturally within the Shadowfell, your involvement in the trial in a supportive role, will cease to continue. You will but be... But they're unharmed. Right? For the most part. We cannot control everything that happens to those <laughs> who venture into the trial alongside you. However, their nature of this is if they succumb to enough corruption and enough damage through any source, they will, re they will be returned here. To their bodies. Is there a way I can say a word or do an action just to get them out as soon as? No. You cannot cast your friends out once they go in with you. I fear because, Macron, I was a disempowler. If that is me, technically, my. If it's technically in my past future and present and technically not then that 
not current that version of me was <laughs> you'd think was a member of the nine hells if it makes your mind ease somewhat no one who has ever taken friends or family into their trial those that have gone in with them have never perished you cannot die whilst you're in this trial but trauma there may be some overflowing damage depending on how severe it is whilst you're inside the trial so Elera very quickly turns towards Anon and Zaris and he's like I know there was a deal but are you guys sure absolutely despite not knowing everything about them are you sure yes I I'm sure I just hold up the wrist. It's hard to confirm. Okay, Macron. Any pointers, heads up, goals? Or is, do I work it out myself? That is entirely up to your own prerogative. I have no idea what the Raven Queen has in store for you. And even if I knew, I would, would not be able to see. Exactly. The only thing I can suggest is that you go in with a pure heart and a clear mind. This trial is designed to weed out your insecurities. It is designed to test you, to push you to your limits. It is designed to break you. And it will succeed if you do not go in with a clear mind. Alara just... I will give you one last opportunity. There is no shame in walking away. I decline in walking away, Akron. I was, I was given... Sorry, my friends were guided. Not guided, my friends were advised to take me here. I've been holding on to my past for so long. It's in a way that I've come to fear it. And the little girl I was did not want that life. So. Very well. I have to do this. Just do it. Then she looks to the three of you and says, well, if that is the case, then I'd like you all to take a seat. Elara waits for uh, her friends to take a seat first. Uh, I'll sit down. Okay. I'd imagine Zyrus is going to do the same. So, Elara, yep. after, you, after you sit on the, the concrete floor of the rooftop, you begin to see that the circle of runes begins to light up in emerald green. Oracle Markran waves, like she guides a hand over the runes that are behind you. And you can see the light that is cascading off of the runes. It's bouncing off the raven, it's bouncing off of her. And you see that eventually these runes go from glowing a bright green to this celestial, almost blinding white. 
and then they fade. And as they fade, you see the statue of the raven begin to animate. It goes from this seated position to standing on its legs, and you see its wings begin to unfurl. To the point where they begin to rise and create a domed, protective surface above all of you. Markrin looks down, and in front of you, Alara, you see glowing text written in celestial that reads, May her wings shield me and her eyes enlighten. Markrin looks to you and says, Well, good luck. And if the queen allows it, the next time we speak, you will be our new champion. Disaster trail. Nope, sorry, Alara, on you go. No, no, I was going to say, Alara just sort of politely nods. <laughs> Disaster trail. Oracle Markran's commencement of the trial sees the three of you feel as though your very soul has been leached out of your bodies. Like a breath stolen away after a punch to the solar plexus, you begin to see your bodies loom below you as an astral form of yourself is ripped away from them. You rise to the top of this raven-winged dome and then suddenly fall to the ground. It's not the ground as you recognized a few seconds prior. You fall onto slate, fragile, dark, cracked, scratched. The immediate surroundings almost pitch black and the air has this taste of sourness and bitter, like vinegar on the tongue. Welcome to the Shadowfell. The plane of shadow often referred to as the material plane's counterpart or opposite. I'm going to go ahead and relay a couple of mechanics, so to speak. Ilera, mm -hmm. for, the, for the duration of the trial, I would like you to note down any passes or, six, uh, passes or failures on saving throws. Okay. You do not have to split them up in terms of charisma saving throws, dexterity saving throws, intelligence saving throws. It's just a simple saving throws passed or failed and keep a tally. Okay, okay. There are going to be times where the three of you as a group need to make certain rolls and there are going to be a lot more times often than not that Eleda needs to make rolls on her own. There is every possibility that Zarus and Anon will be bamfed out of this trial if they do not roll long enough to stay here. So, so just confirming any pass or any fail, just document, document yes. that. Yes. And that's just some saving tools, yeah? Yes. Just any roll. Right. Saving throws. Okay. Okay. So, Alara, first thing I'd like you to do is roll a perception check for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, here. That's a 21. Beautiful. Starting off strong. So, is that a pass? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a saving throw, dumbass. I know. I just thought I'd try and be sneaky. <laughs> try and get an extra point. Uh -huh. But no, I'll be serious, right? <clears throat> 
Alara, as you look around and stand on what is essentially the equivalent of this plane's version of a salt flat, stretching out for almost an eighth of a mile is a floorscape of chipped and cracked slate-like stone before it appears to reach what looks to be like a city block. Hovering in the air closer to you, however, appears to be a raven. A glowing beacon of white light that as you glance at it, casts a dim light in a 20-foot radius. And it hovers about 30 feet in front of you. From here on out, how we proceed is entirely based on what you relay and what you do. So, because the dim-lit raven is the only thing she's really seeing, I would say Elera, bear in mind, she's, she's not speaking at all. She's a silent, but I'd say she starts to make her way towards the lit raven, or dim, dimly lit raven. Okay. And she's just looking around the surroundings. Just there's anything else she picks up, and because right now she's expecting, you know, to see herself. In a way, like she's expecting to see sort of her. So she's just looking around, really, just nervously looking around, I'd say. Okay. And every every sort of I say every sort of minute or every minute or two, she's sort of looking behind seeing that. Yeah, actually, yeah, she does. Do I, do I need to roll a perception to see if I see Zara and someone behind me? No, they're right behind no. you. Then every minute to two minutes, I'm looking behind, checking them. Not saying anything, still silent. Looking around the area, seeing if I'm seeing any anything of her or anything sort of catching out of her. So she's just walking towards the, the dimly lit raven. Okay. As you reach 10 feet away from the raven, it begins to retreat, keeping a constant 10 feet gap between you and it. The feeling you get from the raven itself is comforting, as though it's here to guide you, like it's it's asymmetrical to the surroundings that you find yourself in. You take another closer look around at your immediate surroundings and you begin to see 15 foot, 20 foot tall, curved, jagged rock structures protruding from the ground. You see cracks in the floor that are more akin to caverns than they are just simple cracks in dried out concrete. This environment is harsh. It's desolate. It's decaying. Can I roll history to see if I vaguely remember what it could be trying to be a structure of? If I would maybe recognize a location, if it shouldn't imitate something, or is it just general just layout? I mean, if you want to roll, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. No, I just... Oh, yeah, I learned to pick up. So, history... 50, 20. As a four, so no. <laughs> it's not ringing any bells at the moment. So Alara continues towards the, the raven. Still looking around, still checking behind her, checking Anon's are still there. And continues to walk. 
I say she's not power walking it, she's sort of like steadily walking. Okay. <laughs> Anon, Zaris, you guys are free, and I mean free to do or say anything at any given moment. Please do not feel as though there is a, a silence that needs to be upheld. That's probably code for DM. Shut up and just do your job, but okay. I'll I'll take it. Zaris has typed in uh, roll 20 there. Oh, hold on. I am <laughs> finishing sorting something. Okay. Fair enough, Zaris. Uh, I'm just sorting one. Thing. So to give you guys a little perspective of what the uh, the terrain this is this isn't an immediate representative representation of what you guys are seeing in front of you this is just sort of like a an overarching generic description of what the generic landscape of the Shadowfell can look like that is beautiful even if it's not that is beautiful <laughs> I like that a lot so Elara as you as you continue to walk towards the raven, it continues to keep this 10-foot gap between you and it. So Elyra's going to sort of murmur at that point, where are you? I didn't hear you. Yeah, you, oh, you hear me? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't come through fully on the... Oh, on sorry, 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 sorry. It's no, it's no, uh, look, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Alara's sort of just as as the raven is moving away, Alara's just sort of muttering to herself, "Where are you taking me? What do you want to show me?" You walk is for here. You walk for roughly ten minutes before the edge of this city block looms in front of you. Go ahead and make another perception check for me. On it. <laughs> A four again. <laughs> also okay. a good start for this. Eh? <laughs> so you don't get anything of detail. You don't notice any anything that triggers memories or inclinations. But the generic the generic sight in front of you is of a crumbling cityscape. Buildings of all different architectural styles, structures, shapes. You see wooden buildings, stone buildings, thatch buildings, buildings that look as though they're hundreds of years old, buildings that look as though they're brand new, but oddly still crumbling. As you walk into the first street, make a history check for me. On it. <laughs> yep. 12. 12, okay. Entering the very borders of this street. The first building to your left. This broken down, desolate, near derelict representation of what appears to be a tavern. Airs a somewhat familiar signpost affixed to the, the doorframe. It's not the tavern, is it? 
No. No, not that one. Right. Okay. However, it is the tavern in which you picked up your very first contract. Oh boy. If you stand, okay. if you as you stand looking at this vaguely, almost unfor, unfamiliar doorway, it takes you several minutes to realize what you're looking at, and your mind is cast back, not only to the contract that you picked up, a simple, a simple bounty, someone who'd skipped bail, you were sent to retrieve them, a simple enough task for a, a freshling bounty hunter. So Lyra's going to say, muttering again, but she'll probably, she'll be within her earshot. She'll be like, not this one. This was meant to be the introduction. This was meant to be the start of it. Hey, Lara, what's your passive perception? My passive perception is... It is 12. 12, okay. As you stand looking at the doorway, the front face of this tavern, it the the recollection of this building is slowly coming back to you. It's not entirely clear. It's, you're, you're missing a lot of details. But that's because the right-hand face of this building doesn't match up. The right-hand face of this building appears to be an entirely different building altogether. <sighs> I know it, but I... I don't. In fact, I'm going to... I'm going to do this. Okay. uh, The three of you do have control over over your tokens. So, if you would like to... Use them in order to Elara. If you want to use it in order to de, uh, to depict where you are going, that's great. Zyrus and Anon, if you want to make any rolls whatsoever, uh, I know Zyrus is probably not going to unless he's provoked to. But I'm still giving you guys the freedom to to make rolls. You can just tag along with Elara if that's what you want to do. But you do have free reign over the environment as we speak. Mayhem. Bring the uh, the tavern that I was just standing out of there. That was it there. Yeah. One minute, right next to you. Right. This, okay. This right hand face, this right hand side of the building, does not match up match up with the the front face that you identified as being the entry into the tavern where you picked up your first bounty. So Elera walks to the side of the building, wonders because she's like, "Well, I, I I don't I know this, but I don't." L. So she looks down that side there, the other bit of the building, it looks different. And she's just looking. She's then going to walk down. As you go into the as you go into the space between these two buildings, the reason that it doesn't match up with what you recognize is because the building like the two sides of the buildings are made of entirely different materials it's two very distinguishably different sets of stonework you're unable you're actually unable to identify what the the side of the building what this side of the building belongs to 
could be uh, it could be just any side of any building. So Lyra's gonna walk down this way and she's gonna walk around the back of the building, so she's gonna walk along that way. Her thing, she's gonna just walk around, seeing if the other sort of half of that building still looks the same or if anything's changed there either. The left hand uh, side of the building does belong to the same structure as the, the front face. Man. If if Alara goes back to the front here, are the doors open, closed, or can she not get in? Doors are closed and there's no light coming through the the windows on the front face of the building. So there's no way to open the doors? No. No. And, and you're saying there's no light in there, so Alara's going to go over to the building here. Okay. Make a history check. I will do indeed. That's a six. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> yeah, nothing. I, I, I don't know what that is. It's a building. It's a storefront mm -hmm. of some kind. As to why, as to why you're unable to identify it, could be any of a hundred reasons. You've been to hundreds, if not thousands, of different merchant buildings in your time. Every merchant building seems to blend in. It seems to all fade into a singular singular style just like every tavern keeper or every barmaid or bartender you've seen that many that the faces just float right across right over your head where's the raven at this point raven is here okay so it's still choosing to be yeah is it is it stationary there or is it following me uh it's it's staying in front of you just stay in front of me. Yeah. Alara goes to check out then this building. Right here. Okay. So that's that one there is what she's at. I can't think for some weird reason. Uh, history check again in that building. Yeah, go ahead. 14. So I need to find the list. There it is. <laughs> so the building that you, uh, so for listeners at home, they're still at the very beginning of the street. Ilera has gone from the building on the left to the building on the right now. Building on the right of this street is a hostel. Ilera, you you get you remember this hostel to be the one that you slept in when you finally had enough money to buy more than just one night's worth of a roof over your head at the beginning of your career as a bounty hunter. You remember that as simple of a purchase and a transaction as this was it felt like a big deal you'd gone weeks sleeping in back alleys and sleeping on the streets themselves to where you could be in a position where you'd had enough copper to string together three nights in a hostel it was a shithole of a hostel it was dingy, it was damp, there was rot in the floorboards, the bed had no mattress or pillows, it was just the wooden bed frame and the slats. It was home. It was home. It was home for three nights. So, Alara is then going to go this bit, and she's going to see if the other, if the left side of that building has changed. Or if it's all just the hostel. So the hostel is this building here. Mm -hmm. That this building is something different. 
So I'm going to do a history check on that building. Okay. 19. This was the first blacksmith that you had actually purchased a weapon from. This was the broken anvil that sold you the rusted piece of shit short sword that you, however you managed to do it, it got you through your first handful of contracts. It wasn't anything special. The blade was about as sharp as a as a cave troll. So I was... just want to add here that every sort of description that the DM's given here, Elera is just sort of muttering under her breath. So whether Zara or Anon can hear what she's saying there would be up to the DM sort of decide or them to decide. But she, I love the case. She's just unless she's like speaking out loud to them, she's just muttering. Go ahead and make me a perception check on the the area you're standing in in general. Mm, will do. That's a five, DM. Okay. A fucking five. Okay. <laughs> hey. <sighs> hey, that doesn't always mean that it's a fail. Okay. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you do a 360. You look behind you. You see Anon and Zyrus following you silently. You look at the buildings that you've passed. You look at the buildings on either side of you. You look at the buildings in front of you. None of it seems cohesive. None of it makes sense. None of it adds that whatsoever. None of these buildings are in the same location. The broken anvil is not in the same location as this tavern. The hostel is in a location several hundred miles away from the broken anvil. Can Why are they here? And interrupt. So Alara is going to look towards the the raven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's going to say it out loud this time. She's not going to matter. Why the mix? Why? Why cramped? What are you trying to show me? <laughs> this hostel, yes. I lived there for a while. This blacksmith is where I got my shite weapons, yes. But that tavern... It's not the full tavern. What are you trying to show me? Roll a d20. Straight D20? Yep. Four. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the vibe you get off of the raven in response is... Blank. As though you're being told to figure it out for yourself. It's your job to piece together why none of these memories are cohesive it's your job to put together the reason as to why they're so fragmented and it's your job to identify the overarching reason as to what these memories actually signify Alera's gonna be a bit cheeky at this point and she's gonna go well he's throw me a fucking bone so would I want would I would I want to roll persuasion on that? Sure, go ahead and roll persuasion at disadvantage. Okay. Mm. 
as an eight to a eight. <laughs> The raven just the raven is still just hovering at head height, wings flapping gently, just staring you square in the eyes. <sighs> This building here. History check. Okay. Yeah, check on that building. Nine. Don't recognize it. Nah. This one's Still a nine. little bit more recent. I'll say that because it's uh because it represents a memory that's more recent, the DC was lower. This is the building that you guys took down Dragon Fang's player. This was his warehouse. And I'm still unable to get in? Can't walk through the doors. Can't open the windows. It still holds the same aesthetic as the rest of the buildings. It is severely corrupted. It's damaged. It's derelict. It's desolate. It's nowhere near in its IRL condition. I uh, turn towards Anon and Zaris, and I just say, Fang Splitter, that house there, and then I move to this building here, and history, history check. 20. Natural 20. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to hate you with that laugh. <laughs> This building, Alara, is in almost pristine condition. This mm -hmm. building rep this building represents the location of a contract that sticks in your mind above many of the ones that you have completed as a bounty hunter. This contract was to apprehend someone who worked for Ravenar. Someone you who son of a bitch. <laughs> this contract was when you first started trying to take him down. This was the beginning of a very long road that you know leads to something far darker than this contract was. This was a contract where you had to it it, it didn't matter whether you took them dead or alive. It did financially. But in your heart, you didn't care. You were to apprehend a snitch that worked for Ravenar against the the contract giver. I'm gonna ask you a one word question, DM. Um, mm -hmm. Royalty? No. No, not that one. Okay. No. This snitch. Uh... This snitch that worked for Ravenar was. Passing on information from the local authorities and the Crown's Guard to the extent where he was able to go unnoticed and remain free. And why every single attempt up until when you faced off with him was unsuccessful in apprehending him. This snitch would alert Ravenar to every single plan that the Crown's Guard had, Crown's Guard had to take him down. Every planned raid every patrol that was set up to walk even remotely close to 
where he was holed up. So Alara is going to mutter, ah, this one, this one. It's at that point, Alara, uh -oh. that with your passive perception, as you're, as you're recalling all of this, your mind casting back all those years, your eyes taking in the details of this building. You see, retreating from the shadows, a shadowed figure, non-descriptive, just as though they're made up of the shadowy darkness themselves, walk out of the door and stop five feet away from me. Does it look towards me? looking vaguely in your direction. So Alara's just going to say well first of all no she's looking to see if Zaris and Anon are still there which she sees they are. And what do you have to show me? Silence. No response. Alara is going to stand in front of the figure. Dead on. Now you said nondescriptive, so is there is it just literally just a shadow, or is there any sort of features I could pick up on if I did roll? It is though somebody has taken a person's silhouette and made it into a three-dimensional being. Okay, this is gonna sound really stupid, but I want to do a insight, see if it resembles anyone. I'll go ahead and tell you for free, there are no discernible features on this figure at all. Persuasion. To persuade them what? Well, uh, I was going to get set up first for that. To try and... S <clears throat> I said, what do you have to show me? If you'll allow that to roll DM. Yeah, sure. Ten. Oh, well. Mm. Oh, great. Uh. Figure hovers about a foot away, a foot further away from you now. What part of my life are you from? Because if you're not going to show me anything, I'm going to go elsewhere. I ask one more time. What do you have to show me? You're standing looking directly in the direction of this figure, right? Mm-hmm. Right in front of them. Like, basically, like, eye to eye. Okay. Out of the corner of your eye, see another one appear from the building beside you. Lara. Back. See another one appear at the corner of your eye to the right, 
just behind you. Galera. That's in the middle of all three. And she shouts, What the fuck do you have to fucking show me? Roll initiative. Okay. <laughs> all of us? Uh, 17. <laughs> I'm waiting for Anne on the walk past. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, turn. Uh, DM, and... I won't be rolling initiative. I have not been provoked. That's fair. Uh, that, that was sort of deal. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it would just be me and those figures, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so we have a 17 from Eletta. With a dirty twenty from the shadows, just to make it clear, so why there's only one represented on the initiative, they act as a group, but only one, okay. but only okay. one of them, only one of them can actually take a turn on their initiative. Uh, Zaris and Anon. Basically, Shadow Alera, Shadow Alera, Shadow Alera is what you're saying. Yes. There. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Zaris and Anon, you will have an opportunity to roll initiative. Um, but Zaris, since you are the one that is standing within line of sight of Alera, you notice these three spectral shadows appear at the doorways of three different buildings, and they all look to be converging on Alera. Zaris and Anon, it's at this point that you hear the somewhat familiar voice of the Matron of Ravens creeping into your mind and saying, Now is the time. For, for what? To help her. So, Ilara, the one that first appeared directly in front of you, is going to close the gap and I need you to tell me yep okay that's a, that's a nat 20 so you're going you're going to take two points of slashing damage okay uh, can I see Just, it's not to interfere, it's just to shout something towards my friends. Yeah, you, 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 you kind of cut out as you as you said that, but I got the gist of it. Oh, no, 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 I was saying, it's, it's okay if I if I shout something back to my friends as I'm getting slashed there. Yes. Remember... Deal. <clears throat> and she's going to shout, they want me for something. Let it happen. Alara, you're up. Okay, so I get to use my new abilities. First of all, uh, bonus action to cast my shadow. If my shadow will be allowed in this realm. Which is the one thing I just thought. Yes. Okay, so... Place it. Give it your control. 
Now, I what I do is I advise my shadow to go behind this one, and then they will do their attack. And their attack is basically just my strength because they got my weapon as well, but I don't get my weapon bonuses, so a strength roll on them. Ba -ba 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 -ba. 20. 20 to hit, that does hit. And then so the damage there was an arm strike. 20 isn't it so seven wait 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 oh wait wait no no i i, I did i did the 20 roll for the unarm arm strike there so the damage would be a ba, 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 ba. so what's the 20 plus one that was that was the the 20 plus one was the was the strength of the unarmed unarmed strike okay so that's the hit so what go ahead and roll your your damage is your damage is your your strength modifier. Yeah. Right. So no, it's, just, it's uh, one point of damage. Aye. Okay. That's, that's, I, my bad. <laughs> Ignore that. So I anyway, so they, I got myself confused there. So they do their attack there. Then what Alara is going to do is ba 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 ba. Yeah, we'll do it this way. So Alara moves. You say that it's ten feet. Yes. Ten feet movement. I will say that uh, you, you do invoke an attack of opportunity as you get away. So that's going to be a twenty-one. Okay, that hits. One point of uh, one point of slashing damage. One slash. Okay. So what Alara is going to do? Then <clears throat> the movement. She does a attack with her rapier on the fig shitty figure right in front of her. Mm-hmm. So my roll there is a dee -da -dee -da -da -dee -dee -dee. That's a twenty-one. Not twenty. Okay, go ahead and roll your damage and double the double the number on the dice. Damage the double. Oh, okay, for uh, not twenty. Yeah, sorry, sorry yeah. Uh, so ba -ba -ba, I will do my rapier attack there. So the one d ten plus two and plus two, and you want me to double that, so twelve. Uh, no, it would be 10. It's double the damage on the dice. Uh, double the, the number oh, on the dice. Oh, my bad. Sorry, yeah, 10. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, right, okay. Alara, as, so. your, as your rapier connects with the spectre, first thing you notice is it vanishes. Second thing, oh, sorry. second thing you notice is this flash of an image inside your head. Roll a d12 for me. A d12? Mm-hmm. Straight D12? Yep. 12. Damn. Okay. Yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. It's Do Am I the only one that sees this, or do yes. my party see it as well? I'm the You're one the only one that sees it. Alara okay. stops. Well, she's in combat anyway, so she would stop after that attack, so... Okay. Does... Does Canaver say anything to her? Nope. It's just a flash. No. A, mo a momentary a momentary vision of Canaveris's uh form. Right. Okay, so now action surge. No action Ooh. surge in the Yeah, uh, uh yes, yes, action surge. Movement to this guy. Then I will do another rapier attack on them. If the M allows it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll say that the movement uses rescue Nine movement. Nine to hit, that's a complete miss, that's a no. fail. Then, now, Alera using her other ability, she is specced into another level of uh, Swordfighter, so she gets two attacks per attack turn. So damn! I go again! <laughs> God damn, okay. I've had three, I've used my action surge, I've had that, so that's a five and that's all missed. So I'll let her fail that one. Okay. So that's that. That's all I can do with that one, but hey, it was... Anon, you're I, up. I, you, have an up. you have the opportunity to assist Alara, and you watch as she very, very quickly becomes engaged in combat with the... Uh, with these increasing present of shadow, uh, shadowy figures. Uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna use my whole turn to move. Okay, you're gonna use your your whole turn to move. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Spectre's turn. Uh, which one's gonna go? You know what? Fuck it. The one right next to Lara is gonna make an attack. That's gonna miss. Anon, as you get within, what is that? Twenty feet. Nice. As you get within twenty feet of Lara, rushing to her aid, you notice the androgynous form of these shadows looming in front of her you pass one on your left and you notice another one on your right so Alara, you're up role play something quickly Alara is just gonna sort of look at Anon sort of briefly look away and just sort of shout go back to Zaris Please. I'm just staying here. Okay, first attack without a movement on the guy in front of me. Uh, I'll do my roll there. That's a 21. I roll the damage on the rapier. You said plus, uh, plus two extra to the modifier there. So my rapier no. is... No. No, not plus two. Sorry. There's you roll... Double. You roll the d10 plus two but you damage yeah, you double the number on the d10 yeah so you just had me confused and we just sort of double number completely missed me at first start so uh right so seven there seven and then... mm -hmm. as your blow lands roll the d12 again Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight. Another flash of a familiar face <laughs> appears in your head. And it's the barmaid that passed you the first drink that you bought after your first pair your first paycheck as a bounty hunter. Was that the night of a thing? No, this was just you'd completed your first contract and you 
decided to have a drink to celebrate and you saw the barmaid that passed you that first drink that first drink that you feel as though you had earned with legitimate money okay so now i use my movement to move to this guy and then i roll attack with the rapier again uh yeah because I've, I've done my first attack i'm doing my movement so i get my second attack on this one yeah no that's allowed so mm -hmm. oh no i don't minus one <laughs> as a seven that's a complete miss that's gonna miss so i my shadow then comes over and attacks okay 21 <laughs> okay and two, then that's gonna be two points of damage because it's your strength modifier mm-hmm so now would it now would I technically see it if it's my shadow as attacking? It'd be another question. Yeah, your 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 echo is your echo is still fully visible to you. No, I mean, I mean as in would I would 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 it just be my shadow see me or would I still see what anyway, well just the shadows attack the the shadow figure, so what's anything there? Nope, it's still there. Right. Okay. Well, that's I can't do any other movement anyways or bonus things. So in turn. Okay. <laughs> Zarus is staying out of the fight because he has not been provoked. Uh, Anon. I'm I'm still not doing anything staying just yet. Okay. I need to make a roll. Okay. Zaris, answer me this though. I know you're not acting, I know you're not speaking. But what what's going through your head as you're watching this encounter? What's going through your head as you're watching all of this unfold? Well, the Raven Queen just told me that now is the time. But the Raven Queen, just like my mother does, can see all, right? So she knows that if I am not provoked and I enact right now, even with her word telling me to i die okay so like essentially all i'm going to do until something happens to provoke me to do or enact is just hold reactions until basically something happens okay um <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> Zaris, as you are staying far off at the other, at the opposite end of this darkened, crumbled street, you'd notice two of the same specters that Elara is engaged with begin to appear right beside you on your right-hand side. One is about 15 feet ahead of you, the other is 10 feet past that, and then there's the, one, there's the two that are closest to Elara. These figures have not acted a host, like, in a hostile manner to you yet, but given the fact that they are currently engaged in combat with Alara, you cannot rule out the possibility that they will turn on you. So that is their, that is their turn. Alara, you're back up. Do I see this from Zaris, uh, next to Zaris? Do I see this going on or am I too focused? I'd say you're too focused at this point. Right, okay. Uh, Eldritch Blast and the guy right in front of me. Go ahead and roll. Mm -hmm. Just do the roll on that one there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
11, that's a complete miss. Uh, it's a no. rapier attack now. No? No. Okay, so after that then I'll, I'll roll damage, which my damage is a d12 now. Uh-huh. Oh, Two. <laughs> well, that's enough. Uh, Hello, all right, okay. you watch as you watch as the spectre fades. Roll a d12 again. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Whilst I'm describing who you see, I want you to make me an insight check as well. Uh, Alaret, as the spectre, as the as the the actual spectre's form dissipates into this puff of black smoke and energy and air, almost like a smoke being carried off in the wind. You say that you see the face of Lady Ilya Vysorin. Only this time there's a smirk. The smirk is barely noticeable before the vision flashes away from you. I'm going to keep this one up on the map because it is the one that the uh, initiative is tagged to, but just for reference, this one will not be doing anything. Also, Insight was a 19. 19. You're beginning to piece together the nature of what you're seeing. The nature of the forms that these specters are beginning to take. The nature of these buildings and their appearances. Their memories that are seen as being core to your identity they're, na they're representative of the identity that you have constructed for yourself up until the time where you started the trial you see Canavarus because you sought knowledge from him you saw Ilya because you have this deep seated distrust for her you saw the broken anvil because it's a moment in time in your life where you purchased one of the most quintessential pieces of equipment for any bounty hunter. Their first weapon. You saw the barmaid that passed you your first drink after the completion of your first contract because to what severity you hold within your heart, that was a moment of celebration for you. As I said before, it was a drink that was bought with coin that you had earned legitimately. You didn't have to steal coin from people in order to fund your next meal or buy your next drink. You earned that coin yourself through what you saw at the time as hard work. Go ahead and make me a charisma saving throw. And this is the first of the saving throws, so... Yes. Mm. Please, 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 please. And you please, should be please. fairly... 23! 23, beautiful. Go ahead and make mark hey. that as a pass. Mark that as a pass. Yep, so that's one tick. In a five-foot radius around you, the ground becomes clearer, becomes somewhat brighter, an extremely faint light emanates from your feet. The hell. Zaris, you're up. 
these two figures five and ten feet away from you have appeared you said you were holding reactions yep do you do anything at the moment nope okay then we will pass on over to anon anon are you withholding any reactions if you are then you need to let me know what those reactions are so that i can well just for my own knowledge but if you're not doing anything you can also let me know as well i'm not doing anything just yet okay over to the specters the one to anon's right is going to close the gap and do nothing alara you're up Sorry, Mike was uh, muted there. Ellery goes right to the one that went up to Anon and attacks with the rapier. Straight away. So she's moved, she's done that attack. Rolls, it's a six, it's a fail. So she'll cast Elder's Blast. Yes, yes, she'll cast Elder's Blast. 13. Now you said the 11 hits, so 13 will hit there mm -hmm. as well. So I will do my d12 of the damage. 11. Go ahead and roll your d- uh, roll another d12. 6. I should really have notified whether or not you'd rolled a 6 already, shouldn't I? Looking at it, I do not believe you have. Wait, what? Your d12 rolls for who the spectres represent. Mm-hmm. You've rolled a 12, you've rolled an 8. The 12 for the Elder's Blast attack was 11, and the recent D12 for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm notifying what... Num I'm, I'm checking off what numbers, uh, like, what forms you've already seen. Ah, right. I got you, got you, got you. <laughs> I'm okay. paranoid that I messed up. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh... As your attack lands, the spectre vanishes, and you catch a glimpse of Salathir. Okay. Roll an insight check. On it. You're beginning to see a lot more recent faces. Insight ten. check of 10. Okay. Possible, oh. possible that a reason that Salathir is considered to be a potent memory for you is possibly because of the role that he is yet to play. And your obsession with trying to find out ways that you can safeguard not just yourself, but others from any potential harm that could result from him. Okay, okay, okay. Elara looks at Anon. Crossbow. Okay. Uh, she takes crossbow on one hand. No, sorry, she puts it on her back, sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. Then, no, I can't do another attack there. Each one of these things is a memory, a doubt, or something within myself. Mm -hmm. 
I think they're only going to attack me. Okay. Now, please go back to Zaris. Zaris made a blood deal, made made the same deal as Freer made with me, where if he intervenes with this brother and less provoked, then he dies. Yep. So we stay with Zaris. Only attack if provoked, both of you. And there is another attack I can actually make, which I completely forgot about. Uh, Shadow. <laughs> I don't like this. Get back to Zaris. <laughs> so Shadow goes in front of this guy here and does the an arm strike for a twenty-one again. So the one damage. Yep, so that's <laughs> gonna be two damage. Okay. But I'm presuming the shadow still stays up. It's still there. Yeah, still there. So that's that's fine then. That's. That's fine. In turn. And I'm going to use the stats of the crossbow when it gets to my next turn, Anon. <laughs> okay. So, Zyrus is holding reaction unless he is provoked. Anon, you're up. I've moved. Okay. Over to the Spectre. Hey, what do they want to do? Yeah, fuck it. We're not like One. Two. Another two appear. Alara, you see one about 15 feet along the path that Anon's just... Uh just gone to back towards Zaris and this one closes in on you okay 21 to hit <laughs> yes two points slashing damage okay another two that's fine at this point I need you to make me a constitution saving throw so saving throw mark two uh, okay. That's a five, so that's a fail. Okay. I'll mark the fail on. I'll mark the fail on. Right. You take, an one you take an additional two points in necrotic damage. Necrotic. Okay. It leads on to you. Okay. Before I act on this one, <clears throat> intimidation roll. Interesting. I'll, yeah, El I'll, I'll say it's your free action. So go ahead. Elera shouts right now, like she like doesn't scream shout, but she shouts rather than show me fucking. Flash images of my past show me something fucking decent! Go ahead. And the roll is 23. 23. Beautiful. Now, the thing is, would anything happen with that roll, or do I still want, want to make my attack in this? Because I've done the intimidation so, to get them to show me something better. As a response to the 23 on Intimidation, the spectre that is directly in front of you backs up 10 feet, which I will say 
invokes an attack of opportunity because it's leaving your immediate space. Then rip your attack. Okay. Um. No. If you no? like me backtrack. If you like me to backtrack. I'll allow it you once. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I'm not going to backtrack. I'm going to do what I was going to do with the rapier. I'm not going to, not going to change things here. So just the rapier roll. I'll do what I'm thinking later. Three, it's a miss anyway, so. Okay. I'm not going to backtrack. I'm not going to wreck this. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, unless there's anything else that you want to do on your turn, we're nice. going to move on. Well, I only did the intimidation and there's an attack of opportunity, so I've still got two attacks. You do. You also have your movement. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is Lyra's going to go for the shadow. I'm not fucking done. Elder's Blast. Okay, go ahead and roll. 17. Hits. And I'll do, I'll do the d12 damage. Three. Okay. And again, I said I'm not fucking done. Elders Blast on this one here. Uh, okay. I, I couldn't pin for some reason. So basically, I've intimidated, intimidated this one, gone up to his face, Elders Blasted him for the three, and now Elders Blasting the guy to his left. Okay. The guy right in front of... Uh, Alan Zaris there, so I will do the Elder Blast roll there. 13. Hits. And, right, and then the 12. 7. So I've just hit two of them. <clears throat> that one vanishes. Go ahead and roll your d12 again. 10. Okay. As this one bursts out of existence the face you see is Balin roll an insight check and another charisma saving throw damn okay insight three and for the third saving throw charisma you say yeah mm -hmm. 17 that's a pass Oh, thank fuck. I mean, Marcus, <laughs> all right. Uh, it's not like you were shitting yourself anyway, was it? Two passes, one fail, right? Okay. okay. You're and not. Insight you're not there. able. You're not able to identify why you're seeing Balin. It doesn't make any sense. Despite the fact that he is someone integral to the progression of your journey, you're not under. You're. you're you have no idea why he's being represented here. But with your charisma save. The more of these faces you see and the mishmash of how they link to your past, you're becoming more at ease with it. You're, yeah, okay. you're feeling not confident, but you're, you're not as on edge as you were. This is less confusing. This is less worrisome than it was it's almost as though it's like you're coming to terms with it you're accepting it it's like a massive lifetime spanning track down memory lane where all of the memories are pieces from a hundred different jigsaw puzzles that have been forced together to form a singular cohesive image. 
but you're making sense of it. As you get as you get to this stage, and I know that this roll is going to sound intimidating, but I need you to roll me a d100. D100. Oh, I'm not. Uh -huh. Oh. Thirty-four. Okay. Pass or fail? This one, this one's not on a pass or fail curve. This one just determines how much you actually get told. <laughs> okay. So with a roll of a thirty-four, as you come to terms with the fragmented nature of all these <laughs> memories and how far they stretch back, and the nature that they hold, both distressing, comforting iconic, confusing. You begin to get a sense that this phase of the trial is more about accepting your past rather than fighting to put it behind you. This isn't about suppression, it's about acceptance. It's not about combatively dealing with your demons and your various aspects of your identity. It's about welcoming them in and allowing yourself the ability to acknowledge that these things happened and that DM, they happened for a reason. would you allow me to make an action that isn't an attack and isn't of benefit to me? Would you allow me to make an action? Uh, go ahead and tell me what it is first and then I'll, I'll make a ruling. Put my rapier back in its sheath. Yeah, sure, I'll say that that's a free action. Okay, then that's what Lara does. She puts her weapon back in her sheath. Okay. Puts her, puts her, puts her arms down by her side. I know. And the animal's crossbow is still on her back just now. Just to confirm, she's not lost that. And then okay. with the shadows, the shadow's not going to attack because the shadow has, a, has, has movement, so shadow's going to move towards... Right next, uh, right behind Alara. And I would end my turn there. <laughs> okay. Zaris, as you look th across the street to your, your friend, what's your passive perception? Uh, 13. 13, okay. <clears throat> I will make you roll a perception check for this. Okie dokie. Uh, 21. Beautiful. You watch as Ilara sends forth both of these Eldritch Blast Beams striking their targets. And it's almost as though as soon as they, as soon as they impact the specters in front of her, it's like a switch is turned. Like a light bulb moment. It's like Alara's entire perception of what she has to do in this moment has changed. And you piece together. You watch her resheath her rapier. And her body language switches from being on the defensive to being neutral. She goes into this almost relaxed body posture almost as though 
combating and fighting and aggression is not the way to go about this. I'm gonna say so, I'm gonna say that verbally communicating with Ilara is not going to violate the terms of the deal. You can communicate with her. Oh, I won't need to. Uh, so Zaris is going to look to Anon and Alara, and he's going to have a smile on his face, and then he's going to put his finger up to his lip as if like, shh. And then he is going to plop a seat and sit down and then meditate. Okay. Anon just looks very confused. Ilara. Hello. <laughs> the spectre directly in front of you raises a slim, withered, blackened, shadowy hand. And it I'm not stopping you. Stretches out towards you and begins to curl its fingers around the collar of your shirt. There's no weight to its grip. <laughs> You don't feel the material of your shirt drawing down as though someone... It's not as though Anon's gripping it and you feel the fabric tense with the grip of her... with the, the movement of her grip. The hand penetrates into your chest. <coughs> and the spectre begins to walk into you. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Where did you say that? <laughs> Alright, okay. For the record, I've based all of the DCs off I've of seen. what... I've based all of the DCs off of what you're capable of rolling, so they're fair. If, 15, 15? Is, 15 is a pass. Oh, thank fuck. I mean, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Three pass, one fail. No, okay. no I'm keeping score. <laughs> As the specter, yeah. as the specter merges into you, the entire environment shifts. You're back on Tygen's ship in the Valrondir docks. You're sat below deck with Zaris, Anon, and Tygen. Oh uh, no, it's not this moment, is it? And the dwarf. <laughs> it's not this fucking moment. <laughs> However, you're watching this from a third-person perspective. You see yourself. You see this entire interaction unfold. Is it just me or do my party see this? Just you. Just me. Okay. You watch the beginning of this entire interaction unfold. Do you do anything? I just watch DM. Lyra just... You watch as you begin to manhandle this dwarf. That's you... actually... No, 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 no. You watch... That's, that's okay. Sorry, go on. No, no. No, if you want, oh, if you want to do something... Or no. If you want to do something, then on you go. Elera goes up to Elera. So, past. If current Elera goes to past Elera. Mm-hmm. Stands behind her. 
Best not to do that, buddy. As you watch, as you watch Alara reach for her rapier. It's not her body language that tells you this. It's it's the hand that goes to her rapier. There's a split half of a second pause before it grasps around the hilt of her rapier, almost like a hesitation. Make a charisma saving throw. Give me a second on that one. 19? Pass. Ah, oh, yay. <laughs> okay. So as you're watching all of this unfold <clears throat> and you notice the split, it is literally a fraction of a second's hesitation as you watch Alara go for her rapier. Your gut instinct tells you that subconsciously, whether in the moment as you lived it out the first time, whether you realized it or not, there was maybe 0.000001% of your mind that casted a shadow of a doubt over what you were doing. It didn't stop you from doing what you were doing. It didn't stop you from carving off this dwarf's foot and having Zaris encase his entire head and shoulders in a block of ice before tossing him off the ship and into the water in the docks below. Assumedly, leaving him to drown. A very slow and painful death. But as you relive all this happening before you, there's no sense of regret. There's no sense of, I wish I'd done things different. There's no sense of remorse. What fills your mind is a sense of understanding and is a sense of acceptance. The thoughts of, okay, I did this. It represented who I was at the time. That's what enters your mind as your vision fades back into the street that you were standing in before this vision changed. That was when I tried to escape it. That was when... When we woke up. The spectre on the left hand side, on your right of the street, closes the gap to you. You watch as another one makes its way from a side alley onto the main street. I'm gonna, Elever's gonna uh, use an inspired quote here. If I may be so bold, don't let me be the one to see what you've got to show me. But don't hurt them. They deserve to know too. However brutal, however grim. They deserve to know. <laughs> I don't make a wisdom save for me. 
Do you want to tell them or will I? Holy! <clears throat> it's all right. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Sorry? 22. Not 20 on the wisdom save. Anon. Slightly similar to what you witnessed happening to Alara, this specter walks into you. And as it fully merges with you, your vision is cast to some backwater alley. Location unknown. But you watch as you see a letter who is currently holding a man by the neck about a foot off the ground, feet dangling in desperation. He's beaten. He's bloodied. His nose is broken. He's got a black eyes. He's got cuts on his cheekbones. He's got nicks and wounds on his arms. He's got scuff marks on his knuckles as though he's been in a fist fight. You watch as Alara hoists him off the floor, her grip tightening around his neck as you hear him struggling to speak cohesively. You hear Alara demanding payment. You hear Alara calling him a liar and a thief. Make an insight check for me. Okay. You get the sense that this might have been during the height of her career where her reputation as the disemboweler was at the forefront of her identity. Certainly not a representation of the Alara that you know. And that's represented by the fact that you watch as Alara unsheaths in rapid for in rapid speed this jagged chipped bladed rusty looking short sword and plunges it directly into the chest cavity of this poor fellow that she is beating to a pulp she releases the grip on his throat and you watch as he falls that short distance his feet hit the ground he slumps instantly collapsing onto his ass Ilara kicks his feet out from underneath him so that he's completely flat on the ground and she just drags the blade from sternum down to the, the the base of his stomach before yanking the blade clean freeing it from his body wiping the blood off sheathing it and walking away as Elera walks past you you return to the Shadowfell Street that you are currently standing in. Are you saying or doing anything after that? What the fuck? What the fuck was that? Uh, Anon turns his arse. What the fuck? DM, did Alara get a glimpse of that at all, or is it no, just Anon? Just Anon. Just, just Anon. So, 
Um, presuming Illyra wouldn't have exactly seen that experience there. Uh, so Illyra, this one, doesn't say anything. Shadow just looks at you blankly, almost as though it's waiting for something. Not your turn, eh? Yeah. I'm just going to react, but Lyra slowly walks up this way. Just to confirm, that one's the that one was the first one. Yeah, the one had the yeah. Dozen, that's yeah. the first one. That that's yeah. the one that the initiative is tied to. But we're technically out of initiative now, so yeah. Let's check that. So Lyra goes here, passes Anna on the crossbow. Doesn't say anything. Okay. And goes to uh, Shadow that's in front of Zara. And you? Body still facing Zaris. <laughs> the head turns slowly in your direction before snapping back he, to Zaris. He made a deal. I told him not to interfere. It was a blood deal. If you show him what part of my past to him, I need to know that the deal is not broken. Zaris, make a wisdom saving throw for me. Uh, can I auto fail it? Sure. Is is it one of those ones where like that if I auto fail it, then it's not going to be like something bad happen. It'll just be that I'm revealed what I'm supposed to see. Uh, yes and no. You'll see it regardless. It's whether or not you take damage. Okay. All right. So there is damage evolved. Okay. So never mind. Um. Okay. Uh, that will no. be 24. Beautiful. You pass. So you're not going to take damage, but this specter kneels down, and then almost like a like a passing out motion just slumps into you. You're transported to. Another back alley. This one's cramped. It's cr tight. You see lying under the cover of, or the partial cover, I should say, of the gutters on the roof of a building, only just blocking the majority of a torrential downpour of rain. Ilara wrapped up in several tattered ragged large pieces of scrapped fabric makeshift blankets it's an extremely young Alara adolescent in terms of human age it would probably be no more than 13 14 she's shivering uncontrollably the chill in the night's air biting at her skin like a rabid animal. Her darkened complexion somewhat pale as though all warmth has been drained from her body. 
she's drenched to the bone. There's no way that there's a single dry patch of fabric on her clothing or a dry patch of skin on her. You watch as this stray dog enters the alley and stops about 10 feet shy of Alara's position. You hear it begin to snarl and growl. It's hunched down as though it's ready to attack. You see Alara begin to sit herself up, her hand clasping this simple dagger. Wooden hilt, nearly blunt as a rock blade. A look of desperation in her eyes, a look of readiness, not knowing whether or not this beast is going to strike. If it is, there's fear in her eyes. Not for her own safety, but for what she may have to inflict upon the dog in order to protect herself. The dog continues to snarl before barking several times. You see Alara flinch after the first bark, but after the next consecutive two, three, four, she holds steadfast. Eventually, after staring down the dog, it begins to back down. The snarling and the growling stops. Its body posture begins to ease before it begins to walk backwards before turning away from Alara and sprinting out of the alley. Alara, clutching the dagger, sits completely petrified, unable to move, her eyes lingering on the entry to this what she once thought was a refuge. Safe place to sleep for the night. People are passing this alley. Six, seven, eight people a second. And nobody seems to pay attention to her. Nobody seems to know that she's there. Nobody knows of her existence. And those that look down the alley, whether they see her or not, they do nothing. What's another kid sleeping on the street? What's another squatter sleeping in some dingy, dirt-filled, beast-flea-infected alley? Go ahead and roll an insight check. Nineteen. You get the sense that this was one of the first instances growing up where Eletta felt genuinely scared for her life. This is a this is a moment that signifies a turning point where the naive child that she actually that she was at this point woke up and realized just how harsh the world can be. Realized that in order to survive, you have to be willing to do the things that seem unspeakable, cruel, harsh, violent. That it's not just people that she needs to be on the lookout for. It's not just people that are gonna hurt her. It's everything. That dog 
signified to a very young Alara that everything in the world could potentially be out to get her. Everything wants to harm her. And if she's going to make it through not just this night, but the rest of her life, she needs to be ready, willing, and compelled to act no matter what it is that stands at the point of this dagger that she grips white knuckled in her hand no matter what or who it is that's on the other end of this four inch long dull as a rock blade if they pose a threat to her she needs to act Elena didn't get any sleep that night she didn't sleep for days after that night whether it was through paranoia, fear, or sheer blind, naive determination. You don't know. But that was the moment in Elena's life where the first iota of the disemboweler was born. That was the birth of the violence and the aggression and the bloodthirst that would eventually or after decades and countless other iconic moments in her life would manifest itself into the disemboweler seems strange that it, it all boils down to a rabid dog it all boils down to a stray rabid dog that she could have easily run from but she chose to stand her ground. She had what, in essence, is a pitiful defense. But it was a defense nonetheless. And she bore it with absolute certainty and confidence in it that it would defend her. But it broke the innocence and passive nature of who she was. She was never the same after that night. And slowly, over decades, the personality and the identity of the disemboweler began to grow, develop, and then manifest itself and come to the forefront. As your vision returns back to Ilara standing in front of you, you look, at, you, you look her up and down, looking at your friend as she is now. This happened multiple decades ago, if not over a century ago. Taking a look at Elara now, seeing how she has changed in the months that you have known her, the months you have traveled with her, you notice how different she is. Yes, that killer instinct is still there. Yes, that bloodthirst, that aggression, that bare bones concept of the disemboweler is still there but it's not who she is it's not the predominant personality that she wears on her face the personality she wears on her face is Alara Adaragan I know that you are taking the position of 
conscientious objector. Can and... I try something really experimental, DM? Yeah, sure. Religion, but not to my god. To who? To his. I want to contact the Ace Queen. Roll with disadvantage. That's a seven. That's a fail. <laughs> okay. So Alera is just going to look at Zaris. Not wanting an answer, not expecting anything. Just going to look directly at Zaris. I cancelled the deal. If your mother will accept it, cancel the deal. I don't know what you saw. But it's cruel to keep you locked like that. It's cruel. And I was a bitch for thinking... I was a bitch for fucking asking you to do that, Zarish. Call off the deal. Roll a persuasion check. Zarish, roll me a d20 and then DM me the number. Persuasion, yeah? Yep. Six. Oh god. That's a fail. <laughs> In fact, Zaris, don't even DM me. I'll let you let you roleplay this out. Uh so Zaris sitting cross legged on the ground, uh hands to his knees, looking up at Alara, uh in the half meditative state he sighs he waves his hand and creates a little bit of ice to spell out a message uh oh the message reads magic always comes with a price Deal still intact must learn to trust fully. That doesn't stop you from talking though, you bastard. He puts his finger to his lips and then wipes away the message and rewrites a new message and says trial must be pertained to you i am a spectator nothing more here's a little fucking fact for that spectator then if i ever ask anything like that off again you will not accept i'll give a grin <laughs> wipe away the message and then I'm going to use one of my new uh, Alara took a little bit of damage earlier didn't she? Yes Okay, I'm going to use one of my uh, new abilities uh, it's going to sound stupid and you're going to freak out when it happens but I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast on Alara Okay <laughs> uh, So I'm going to roll uh, two beams uh, that's a hit for sure. Not even a question on that. 
that... him as Tony's doing that. What happened to the shadow that was here, Mayhem? Where my shadow is now. What happened to that? I one? will get to that. Okay. Uh, That's fine then. <laughs> okay, so both beams hit. Okay. Uh, eight plus eight, so 16. Alara, you heal for 16. Well, I get fucking max, I get my max fucking hit points back then. Thank there you. There you go then. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, for going and leveling up, uh, Zerus now has the ability to be able to uh cast cold magic to his allies to instead of damaging them it heals them so any cold magic that is cast so even aoe effects no matter if it is aoe or single target as long as it deals damage it no longer deals damage to his allies it now heals them for the amount of damage that would be taken to the enemy mm-hmm. so Alara's going to go, before I say their DM, Alara's going to uh, go into her trench coat, take out the cleaver, and just drop it in front of Zaris. And... <laughs> oh, with that then. Okay. She's just going to drop I the can... cleaver in front of you. Not to throw it at you, she's just going to drop the cleaver no, in front no, of no. you. No, no, no. I can. I can, you, I can I, no, wait, wait. Before you walk, I can do something with this. Okay. So, uh, he. he writes the message and says do you still want to keep this cleaver because I'm going to show you something does it affect our deal no and are you actually talking or are you writing Zaris I'm, I'm writing it out are you sure yes You know this cleaver has memories, right? That's why I'm asking. Do it. Alright, so... I'm gonna break... the... the cleaver... and have the handle part. Mm -hmm. And using ice, I'm going to recreate the dull knife that was in the vision. Oh, okay. Elera goes to her knees. She doesn't cry, but she goes down to her knees and she's just like... Cyrus, no. I place the... the knife, the dull knife, in front of her so that she can see it and know what the vision it was that I saw. No, and no, no. And then I look to Alara and say, in ice, strength comes from knowledge. Knowledge gained that day created you as disemboweler. However, disemboweler does not define you fully. Only part of you. Ilara. Yeah. 
That's gonna, a hard for a moment. Yeah, what else can we gut punch it, me with? I'm going to make it abundantly clear that this roll was going to be at disadvantage. And then it shifted to straight roll. And now with what Zarus has done, it's now with advantage. So is this a saving throw after roll or? Yes, roll me a charisma saving throw with advantage. Charisma saving throw with advantage. Oh boy. If you okay. crit, if you critically succeed, it counts as two passes. Oh god, right, okay, uh... Fuck! Well, fuck off. There it is. Fuck off. There it is. <laughs> do I need to do another roll or do you I just know, say I got a target no, 25? No, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you and the horse that you fucking rode in on, which has no name. So, how, 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 many, how many passes was that, RDM? That, uh, that, two that passes, one, was it? Yeah, that counts as two passes, you son of a bitch. So, that is six passes and one fail. Okay. But I'm not going to get my hopes up yet. Hey, Alara. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Couldn't fuck it. You could not write this shit. Will we just do one of these sort of like game shows where I just do the second roll and see what I could have won? No. <laughs> no you, can't win. you can't get higher than that 20. I know, but basically asshole. you can see what the second one would have been. <laughs> anyway, no, that's fine. That's fine. So anyway, right. Blair, for, the pa for the past several minutes, <laughs> you haven't been paying attention to the, the light that's emanating from around your feet. But the more you come to terms with everything you've seen, everything that is visible around you, it's slowly been creeping up your legs. However, with that, with that nat 20, it now fully encases you. The light. Yes. Zarus and Anon look as the light intensifies and travels up your calves above your knees to waist height up your up your abdomen across your chest up your throat and it covers your face covers your hair covers your arms and then a flash and then it dies down the raven which has been hovering Towards the end of the street, the entire time, begins to fly over and rests itself on your shoulder, your left shoulder. It's at this point that several rolls are going to happen. One is going to be made by both Anon and Zarus. I need them both to roll me a constitution saving throw. Ilera. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a leaf out of my DM's book. I'm going to do something that he loves to do. Okay. Ah, oh, shit. The noise gate on Discord didn't allow you to hear that. You can hear it in the recording, though. I'm He's concerned. rolling lots of dice. I thought I'd have to... I thought... I thought you... I'd have to roll something, DM. <laughs> No, you're gonna. 12, 15, 65, 68, 73, 87, 91. Okay. I need you to roll me a D100 plus 10 
A D100 plus 10? Yes. Yeah. I understand that this is a strange roll. 12. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, does that count as a pass or fails? I know you said that uh, one didn't, but I just want to check this no. one counts as a pass or the fails. Oh no, it's all good. No. <laughs> so, as the light encases you, you feel it begin to wash over you and die down. The raven speaks to you for the very first time. Congratulations. You have um. come to peace with the symbology of your past. Yeah, but Are you open for questions? You may ask one What connection are you to her? You hear the voice change into the voice of the Raven Queen. He is your guide. Stupid question, stupid answer. Got it. <clears throat> Look past where you stand. Look to the north, Ilara. Off in the distance. <clears throat> Make a perception check. Okay. Perception perception. Um, I that embarrassing. Oh my god. <laughs> Three. Okay. You don't see so it. So I see jack shit. You don't see it. What am I meant to see? Are you asking her? It's the location of the, the location of the next phase of your journey. And now I hope DM's gonna know what I mean here. Does she show herself, my queen? Is she, she there? She will if you choose for her to be there. A lot of this is dependent on you. A lot of this is dependent on what you manifest within yourself. If I am to grow, I am meant to succeed. I need them to show themselves who I was. As hard and how much I don't want to, I have to face it. I have to face her. Then steal Just, yourself. Because if you wish for it hard enough, then there's a chance that it may happen. <coughs> the, ra the raven takes off, flying north in the direction that the raven queen told you. 
We're going north. Hilara, do you wish to know or not? Know what exactly? My question? No. Do you Are wish you... to know whether you passed or failed? Uh, well, this is, this is only part one, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. so I'd like to know if I passed or failed, but I think I didn't know the answer. But I'm still going to ask, did I pass or fail at the end? You did. Yay! However, I'm going to end the session by saying that when we pick up for the live streamed episode next week, what you're going to go through will make this look like child's play. Mm, yeah, I mean, oh no! Oh no, I'm not oh no, yet. I mean, oh no. I'm going to also <laughs> say this to Zaris and the. Zaris and Anon. I had no knowledge of what Zaris was going to do at the beginning of this session. I had no idea that he was going to set up the deal that he did with Alera. And I am not taking away from that because it was a fantastic, fantastic piece of roleplay. What I will say is this though. The next encounter carries a mechanic where Zaris and Anon need to be involved verbally not physically but verbally involved so i am giving zaris the reassurance as a dm that when he, when he discovers because i'm not gonna outright tell him when he discovers what the mechanic is for the next encounter it will not be seen as a violation of the deal. You could just have Alara kick me in the nads and then that would end the deal. <laughs> no. That's yeah, but then you get my soul and then your brother gets my soul no, as part of the fucking deal I had with him. So I'd be fucked regardless. I've already fucked in this dimension. <laughs> that's too simple. And also there's a loophole to that, but I'm not explaining it any I'm not explaining it right now. But nonetheless you do have the ability to intervene in the next encounter and it not be seen as a violation of the of the deal that you made with Alara. But like I said, as as long as it's a matter of like speech and not a, a yes. matter of like physical actions, it's that's speech based. fine. It's it's verbal based. It's not physical. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you very, very, very much for sticking around for part one of Alara's trial and getting a very detailed or well, somewhat detailed glimpse down to uh, Alara's past and her backstory as well as uh, well learning a lot more about her ladies and gentlemen Hello. join us join us next week on my personal <laughs> twitch uh, channel twitch.tv forward slash the mayhem vault 93 for part two and potentially the conclusion of Alara's trial as she faces off in in fact you know what? I'm going to give her the I'm going to give her the the name of the encounter the next one's all about control ladies and gentlemen oh, no. <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, we love you so, so much. Have a great rest of your morning, <laughs> afternoon, evening, whatever it is, wherever you may be. I'm fucked. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, but above all else, Don't get roll, fucked. roll for initiative. Good night.